Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and joining me once again, back by popular demand, is, of course, the super spotter. Spotto. Spotter. Margo. Margo, welcome to the show. Is it, if, if it's just EJ asking, that's popular demand? I mean, hey, if the sponsor likes it, the sponsor gets it. You know what I mean? I know. He got me with that. He's like, I'm the sponsor. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> we, we had to have her on. So with that said, both the kids are out in the living room playing. So if you hear any background noise like that, just bear with us. Bear with us. But we want to get Margo on the show. Um, you know, hey, when we get feedback and people like certain people on the show, we get them on the show. So if I get one of the other sponsors to be like, ah, I hate her. Make her shut up. I, I- uh, I mean, Ron D'Alessandro says that to me all the time, and I, whatever, I'm still here. Well, we'll we'll, we'll just have less of you on the next one then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, Margo's on the show today. She's going to join us uh, at least for the first half and uh, maybe for the second half as well. Um, so let's tell you what we have coming up on this week's show. Of course, we're going to cover the action from the New Smyrna Speedway. Um, and honestly, given what it was, it was actually a really good night. So we'll, we'll talk all about that. Uh, we'll talk NASCAR at Kansas, which turned out to be pretty good. Um, we have a special guest calling in. Uh, Chris Rummel will be checking in with us, uh, driver of the 52 Pro Truck and Bomber B this weekend. I don't like it. You don't like it? DQ'd. DQ'd. Yeah, we'll get into all that, of course. Um, <laughs> and, of course, we'll go around the state at the end of the show. So we have all of that coming up. Uh, but first, before we get into everything, and we'll try to keep the small talk short here, I do want to thank our sponsors for this week's episode. Of course, American Auto is on board. Uh, they'll be on board with us for a long, long time. Big thank you to EJ. He is re-upped already. So um, American Auto will be a, a proud sponsor of the show ongoing. Uh, 124 Welding and Fabrication, of course, they are also on board. And we, of course, welcome back Never Give Up with Andy Morrison. Jesse's Repair Services, and a brand new sponsor for today's episode, JWR Racing. Of course, that's Jeff White Racing. They're going to sponsor our truck series segments with the New Smyrna Trucks. Woot woot. So we have Ken Copley on with his sponsors and the E-Mods, and now we have Jeffrey White Racing going to sponsor the truck segments. So what do you say we get into, uh, let's, let's talk about the Night at New Smyrna. Well, don't forget the honorary sponsor for this week. Go ahead. Speedway Video. Speedway Video, Yes. Uh, Margo's been working with Speedway Video to get him some uh, some stickers and and some merch going for uh, for people to wear around the track because he's been getting a lot of traction this year, a lot of thank yous and and this and that. So you've been working with Tom. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I'm just working on some stickers. Uh, five dollars a piece. Koozies five dollars a piece. I can do hats and t-shirts. Hats are fifteen. T-shirts twenty five dollars. Uh, half of the proceeds from the shirts and everything, it's going back to buying the supplies. And then the other half of it, most of it, is going to Tom at Speedway Video. And we will be doing a giveaway this week. A giveaway? Just for What's right, the giveaway? We're going to see if who pays attention. Okay. If you get a Speedway Video sticker, uh, put it on your car Saturday. I just totally forgot what I was going to do. Oh, my goodness. I brain farted. Oh, put it on your car take a picture of your car on the front stretch on the back stretch on the tow truck i don't care on the trailer yes make sure the (laughs) sticker is shown post it on social media instagram facebook whatever tag speedway video in it the picture with the most likes will get a speedway video t-shirt and a racing with ryan either koozie or sticker whichever you are working on new racing with ryan merchandise as well so yes same uh, pricing for that stuff that just all goes to me you want stickers and all that stuff uh get with me get with margo and uh, we'll get you that. She came up with a uh, 
pretty cool new design for the Racing with Ryan podcast. So if you want new stickers, if you want to get stickers, just let us know. We will be happy to provide that for you. So let's um, let's go ahead and get in. Kids are having a good time out there. Let's uh, let's get on into the new Smyrna recap and let's start. Let's go ahead and start with the with the trucks because I, I got to tell you, I was very impressed with the truck turnout. And again, this truck segment is brought to you by Jeff White Racing and Peyton's uh, laughter out there. My goodness. She's she likes the happy. trucks. She likes the trucks. She said, Jack, call past people. She's happy that uh, there's a new sponsor on board. Again, big thank you to Jeff White Racing uh, coming on board and sponsoring this truck segment. But, man, I'm, I'm telling you, when they brought the trucks back, there was only, like, a couple of them. And it was, it was like, painful to get through. And then Ashley Holmes came on board. And uh, that's, that's really started to bring more trucks to the party. And we, we had quite a few new ones. Uh, Chris Rummel, of course. Uh, Brian Sukup was out there with a the truck. That was pretty unexpected. Is that who that other 52 was? That's what was? the other 52 with the number on the quarter panels. Yeah, that was um, Okay, I didn't realize that was that's who Sukup. it was. And then uh, Michael Whipple was back. And uh, Chuck Iers, or I'm sorry, Rodney Haddock came back. So it gave us 10. I, I know for those that might, you know, randomly listen, 10, you're bragging about 10. Yes, I am, because it's way better than three, way better than four. And... Um, you know, a, a lot of that has to do with with the sponsorship, the the good money that is paying out for for a twenty five lapper. I, I think has really helped this class. Yeah, I think it helped out a lot, and that was actually a really good truck race for for ten trucks. You thought it was a good race? I thought it How was so? a good race. I just thought it was a good race. I I mean, it kept my attention, and they never. I mean, no offense to trucks, the tr- uh, I think I would just really like watching Taylor Watson. Yeah, she's been she's been a great addition to this truck field. But I was actually also wa- watching the back of the field too with Jack and uh, Dalton Smith. You don't really see those guys battling for position, and they were. Well, sometimes that ends up being the best battle is when you know you actually have some action at the back. I, yeah. I honestly believe the heat race, in my opinion, was a little bit more interesting because you had some different people up there. I mean, looking at the the heat results, Chris Rumble did beat Jeffrey White. Well, then it was Taylor Watson, Chuck Ayers, Rodney Haddock. But but I think the race was won in the invert because Jeffrey White was able to get through traffic faster than anybody else, and he took off. And That it, seems to be pretty routine these days. The what do you inv- mean, the, the, the invert, invert or, or Jeffrey win. White being good? The invert. The invert. Well, <laughs> No offense to Jeffrey White. He's good, but I also think the invert helps. I feel like Jeffrey White took advantage of getting out front and running away with it because so many times this year he's been kind of behind somebody and and they've had to play defense to not let them by because I think Jeffrey White could have won every single race he's been in. I'm not just saying that because he's a sponsor. Just from what I've seen, I think he's had either the fastest modified or the fastest truck, um, but track position hasn't always been in his favor. Um, so I, I think he realized that he's like, well, if if the 21 or the 25 or the 52 get out in front of me, they're going to be tough to pass. And he has he's been relatively nice this year, but on, on this night he got out to a big lead, and it took Taylor Watson quite a few laps to get to second place, and she was never able to run him down. Yeah, I think that's what I liked was watching some. I don't like when people drive away, but I do like when they can eventually, maybe, kind of, if we had five more laps make a race out of it i was watching the back of it i, I was, was honestly expecting a couple of cautions and the race was clean yeah so i, I think if we had some cautions maybe it would have been different uh, i would have loved to seen uh taylor watson up there to battle with jeffrey and and, and make a race of it but every now and then you, ju- you just have to appreciate a dominating performance especially when you get a decent crop of trucks i mean there really wasn't a bad truck in the field so 
I, I mean, kudos to Jeffrey White getting his first truck win of the year. Um, I remember last year he lost the championship on a tiebreaker. So I, I know uh, he's got the points lead now by just a couple over Taylor Watson. I think the championship's going to be between the 25 and the 41 this year. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. Because they're two really good drivers. And I could see uh, even you know a couple more trucks coming throughout the year, and, and you could get 12, maybe 14 of these things out there. I think this truck division is, is a very – I mean, that's what brought Chris Rummel to the racetrack because he could have went to 417 and run the, the 50 lapper over there. I, um, I think, and this isn't not a knock at Donnie Burkhalter and the Florida. I love that series. The Florida Pro Truck Challenge Series. I wanted to say United Pro Truck Series, but that's like well, that's 2010. Um, but what I, I'm not saying it's a good thing that there's no Pro Truck Series, but I think it kind of levels out. Like who, nobody else runs trucks weekly. I think Auburndale has their own little. Auburndale does a 50 from time to time, 417. Citrus uh, doesn't really run. Occasionally, occasionally they do. runs yeah. them, but I think not having the series kinds of op- kind of opens up. These guys can go travel to different tracks if they want to. Yeah, and, and or I they like, can stick to Citrus or to Auburndale if they choose to do that. I like seeing the guys that that travel. You know, they're maybe not committing to be to every single race, but I like the guys that that travel and go to different tracks. I, I've talked to Chris Rumble for a long time, and he's like, "I want to try to get out there, but I got to get out there on a night where it's going to be worth it." Traveling is rough. Uh, especially right now, if you got a diesel tow in that thing, man, you're—I mean, you're losing money just going to the racetrack. Yeah, it's real bad when I'm considering taking the kids on a two and a half mile walk to the park tomorrow. Right, exactly. I mean, that's the the times we live in. And so. that's a—we just—that's a two minute drive. And and I've look you, anyone that listens to the show, you know, I've been harsh on some of the car count stuff uh, the last couple of weeks, but I've even had to do a 180 on my thinking, not to. Not to sit back and, and, and just be like, okay, I'm going to be content with six, seven, eight, nine cars. I, I always want more. But I also have to take a look and realize that, you know, even a, a night with smaller car counts is better than not racing because races are getting canceled now. So yeah. we'll talk about that on, on around the state. But um, I, I think there's there's a lot of good to come out of this, this truck race. First of all, it was clean. Uh, Jeffrey White got a deserving win. Um, you had double-digit trucks. When's the last time New Smyrna Speedway, not for a series race, not for Governor's Cup, not for anything like that, when's the last time you've seen 10 trucks for a weekly show? I don't know because I don't really pay attention to them. Well. Unless I'm spotting for one. Case in point. Some people aren't even paying attention to the trucks. They're going to start. Yeah. So. I'm kind of bummed. Bummed about what? Dylan LeBeau. I think he needs to stick to the modified. No, no. uh, I, I don't think he should because to me, for him to not after after the success in the Emon, for him to not win this week makes him want to try harder and keep oh, keep going. Know. You know, is I mean he's going to go into uh, Saturday's Emon race and be like, okay, I know I can do this, and he's he knows he could be a contender with the truck. He's like, okay, I got to step up my game a little bit. It keeps him humble. It keeps him from from getting a big head and and thinking he's better than everybody else. So, yeah. you know, Still kind I, of bummed. I, I I know personally you're hoping he'd be up there on the front straightaway, get your pictures and all that, but. Uh, and he was sixth, but that tells you the, the field was good. I mean, Jeffrey White, Taylor Watson, Chuck Ayers, Rodney Haddock coming back was nice. Uh, Chris Rummel fifth, Dylan LeBeau. And, and Brian Zucup ran competitively, and, and Jack Hall ran the best he had all season. He passed two trucks he and didn't, didn't break anything. He told me well, his he did goal break was to finish the race and not finish last, and he beat two people. So, damn it, goal accomplished, Jack Hall. Yes, and our goal for June 4th, when I am his pit crew. Oh, boy, yeah. Mm, and his spotter, uh, is to pass one more truck so uh if like 
only seven trucks. So to beat three, up, that's fine. So as long as he beats three, yeah. Check out Jack Racing, by the way, good friend of the show. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I was so proud of that truck turnout. There was eight on opening day. One of those trucks went upside down, didn't come back. So we picked up four new trucks. I, I think that's an accomplishment. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of promise. And big thanks to Ashley Holmes Jacks for stepping up their support of that series and keeping with it. And uh, big thank you to uh, JWR for coming on board, Jeffrey White or Jeff White Racing for sponsoring this segment of the show. Um, let's move now to the Bomber Bees because I, I, I cleared up some issues on the hot lap. And I'm not going to sit here and rehash that. We had a driver, uh, Chris Rommel, who's bringing the truck. He messaged me and said, hey, I, I want to bring my, my Crown Vic too since, since the Bees are racing. I'd like to support his whole thing was I would like to support that class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, great. He goes, but I have a question. He's like, are, are, am, am I legal to run? And I said, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, you got to look at the rules. Yeah. And he messaged me back. He said, well, I've got a concern about this and that. And I said, uh, well, text me what you have or tell me what you have and I'll make a phone call for you. And so he gave me this, uh, he gave me what he had on his wheels and tires because that was his concern. I messaged, uh, I called Ed, told him we had a guy wanting to come from out of town. Would he be allowed to race with this? Ed messaged me back on Facebook, which is great because it gave me a paper trail. Mm-hmm. If he had just called me and I had to fight for Chris, it would have been a lot harder. But Ed actually messaged me with a paper trail, and he said, yes, he could. He can run that. And I said, well, this is exactly what he told me he had. This is okay? And Ed said, yes. The big issue was Ed was not there. I wish Ed would have let me know he wasn't going to be there. So I could have went down and talked to whoever the other guy was down there because the other guy's like, who the hell is Ryan Stevens, and who the hell is he to tell you that you're good to race? So I had to go down there during intermission and talk to the guy in tech and show, thank, you know, thank God Ed messaged me on Facebook so I could prove that Ed said the guy was clear. So anybody that wants to be mad, you know, Ed cleared the guy. And not to throw Ed under the bus, you know. Uh, maybe it was an oversight on his part. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he just wanted to get some cars. That was my whole goal. Like, hey, let's let this guy come be part of the show. And he brought a second car. So we had 10, we had like 10 Bomber Bs which for that class is like double what they normally get. Mm-hmm. Um, for all of those saying, you know, why? what's the point of having rules if you're not going to follow them? Well, no. It, I, I <laughs> go ahead. My turn. Go ahead. What's the point in, in having rules if you're not going to consistently follow them? Timmy Walters was also told he could run his car as is with a Bomber B by Ed. Then got thrown out by Ed. Right. The tire situation. CJ Creech, his little uh, the G six Pontiac. Yeah. If it w- if you're gonna let Chris Rommel run those tires, let CJ come run his. Uh, for Zach Curtis went out with no damn roll cage. Well, he knew he was gonna be. Which thrown that's out. fine, but now that's a huge. Oh well, why didn't we do a safety tech? How did y'all not 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 know he didn't have a roll cage? Everybody there knew Zach Curtis did not have a roll cage. Why is it a big issue? Everybody because there should have known that Dusen- Zach was there to just be there. Tech is not consistent, and that is the biggest issue. Yep. They when, told Tim Walters he could come race and then threw him out. Yep, Guess what? If, if we're gonna if we're gonna throw people out for locked rear ends, buy Bromley. Yep. Buy every Crown Vic because they have posi traction. It's a locked rear end. Well, I I think I, I think there should definitely be some. We should be encouraging, and now I understand why these other guys aren't coming. To- because Tech at New Smyrna, it, sorry, this isn't an attack on Ed. 
It's inconsistent. And it is, I could walk up, right. look, oh, look, I have a flashlight. I, and that's I, a 350 Chevy engine. You passed heck. And, and we're going to talk to Chris uh, during the second half of the show. And, and we'll get his thoughts. But, you know, he had a good reason. And, and I didn't know that, he, you know, I, I had no idea. I, I wanted cars on the tracks for the fans because we didn't have much on paper for this week. Um, and I said, look, I'll, I'll do I'll do what I can. Uh, I can't make any decisions, but I'll do what I can to help you get an answer. So that's all I did. So if anyone wants to be mad at me, I mean, I, I would have done the same for Bromley if he had a question. I would have done the same for Wayne Lewis if he had a question. I think it would be different if it was Tech going, yeah, you can come run, but you're not running for points and you're not going to be scored for a win. Yeah. That way we've got, I mean, yes, I realize that Tony Bromley but, is 80 points or whatever he is in the lead. That's two races. That's one race night and one heat race. Yeah. It's, Nobody's going to catch him if he shows up. So. That turn one wall, mall, turn one wall might catch him, and then he's not going to show up. Well, but what's the difference if you have if, if that happens and you're done for the year because you ate the wall? What's the difference of a four point lead and an eighty point lead? What if somebody put? What if somebody that Tech told could come run, even though they're not legal, comes out and messes him up? Well, what's what's a, what's a legal car to put you in the wall? It's the same thing. A car is a car. I don't know. I don't think he should be allowed to keep the win. Well. If you are illegal by the rule books, if Tech tells you, the, oh, you the can come race. The problem was Tech told him he could race and, and said, Tech told yes. told him Walter C. could come race. Now we lost a car because of that. Yeah, well. Consistency. I don't think there's a right answer to this situation. Yes, there is. Be consistent. Other than be consistent. Be consistent. That's all it is. I mean, I, I if we're going to throw people out because of safety issues, throw people out because of safety issues. If they don't have legal tires, they're not a legal car. They should not be able to keep their but win. When, when the exact information is given to Tech and they said, yeah, you can run that, then who's at fault? Tech. Okay. Tech is at fault. He so needs to be go. consistent. Bomber B, guys, if you would like to express your concerns next time you race, I, that's, who, that's who said it. It wasn't Ryan Stevens. It wasn't Rusty Marcus. It wasn't Margo. It wasn't Holly. It was Tech. So there you go. And the other guy there, uh, bless his heart, he was ready to toss him. But Ed gave this driver the okay. And I really wish Ed had just said, hey, I'm not going to be there this week, so I, I can't I, I can't even give the – You know, call Bob or whatever yeah, his name yeah, is. Yeah, I, I really wish that because it could have avoided some, some circumstance. My whole thing was like, I just want to put cars on the racetrack for the fans because think about the fans sometimes, you know. You're paying good money to watch four or five cars or paying good money to watch seven, eight, nine, ten cars. Do I think the race was very good? No, I think the one two weeks ago was way better. Yeah, the one two weeks ago was way better, and there weren't uh, illegal cars in it. I have Zach Curtis going out there. I kind of expected Zach to pull off. I thought Curtis and Dustin, I thought the whole reason they were yeah. racing. Here I go calling out Dustin Higgins. No, no offense to Sorry, Dustin. I, I kid, thought he I was going to pull off. You. I thought Curtis was going to pull off. Uh, Rummel and, and, and his buddy there, I, I they were deemed illegal cars. So In my heart, Frank Button has like a second place finish because he was the only other legal car out there. Good job, Frank. You did it. But I'm going to throw this back to the Shark Bite 100 last year. Chad Pierce came out in a car that he was testing for another series. And he was told he could run. But he knew he was not going to pass, like, he, he passed safety tech and, and all that for qualifying. And he was deemed a legal car. But you watched. He got up to second, fell back, ultimately finished fourth. And Cole Hensley was like, Cole Hensley's dad was like, well, that cost me points. And I'm like, but he was deemed a legal car. So if you're deemed a legal car, you're deemed a legal car. All right. Well, per the rule book, I, I guess just burn that. Useless piece of sh 
paper. <laughs> Sometimes it is. And how many times have we given people a pass and said, hey, fix this for next time? That's different. How? I mean, it's a not pass different. Is a pass, right? You don't get pa- those. Those other guys, Rumble and the Seventeen, know they can't run those tires ever again. Don't. If you're giving them a pass, don't score them. It's really easy. The scorers miss half the cars, anyways, or they choose to miss half the cars. I don't but, know. But At least in ground pounders, them, you basically like, have to DQ them. Oh my God! It's almost like they should come and follow the rules. Mind blowing concept. Well, and I'm now aware. we know why these other cars aren't coming to run bomber bees for 125 to win. If you got to spend an extra 600 bucks to change your wheels and tires, maybe New Smyrna should adjust their bomber bee that's, rules that's to citrus. Like this is the horse we've been beating, but still don't, allow it to be open. Don't tell these guys. Oh, you can come race on these tires. I don't care what the rule book says. <laughs> Change the rules. Yeah. The, to me, the most unique thing about our bomber bees, it's not a, just a crown Vic class. You can run other things and I want that to stay, but I, I just feel like we should be doing everything we can to allow quit it, allowing people to come rule, run their tracks rules against our tracks. Just, change the rules that it's they've been beating this horse for two years now yeah change the bomber and, and, and the whole you know we do it our way i don't like that mentality it doesn't work because sometimes it doesn't work so anyways congratulations to chris rummel for I'm getting off my the win box now. tony bromley still finished third and has first, an 80 point lead first in my heart first first in your heart third in your program uh frank button second place back uh noah partlow in fifth Wayne Lewis, Rick Not Gaither. And they called, why did they single out Rick Gaither and call him the tech? I think they were looking at his rear end. Was it locked? No, maybe maybe the tech guy just thinks he's got a nice one. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that that's It's an old was, Pontiac, so. No, I, I want know. the top two in the heat to tech and, and then this the 66. Guy. That's just, I, and I don't then like that either. Rick pulls over to the trailer and he goes, oh, and this is why I think it was rear end. He goes, well, whatever, what I'm looking at, he's not going to be able to change. Can't just whip a whole new rear end in it. No, so I mean you can, I, but it takes. Was like it nice years. to see the cars there? Sure, but I, I think that race right there was. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to put on a show for the fans, but sometimes you know, sometimes car count isn't everything. So, nope. Sorry for those pissed off. Um, I think we have some good news coming up for the Bomber Bees, though. I was talking to Bob Say, and he wants to put up money, and. None, you know, numbers haven't been discussed yet. A date hasn't been discussed yet. As long as we had it cleared with Rusty, I tried to call him earlier and he didn't answer. Oh, you talking about the Stutter Bowl? He wants to do a Bomber B Bowl. Yeah, Bomber B Bowl. Yeah. Uh, he, he really liked the Bomber A situation that happened. We're going to talk about Bomber A's next. Um, I like how now that it was, and this is not a dig at Bob Say or Dustin Higdon, I really like that now that it was Dustin Higdon's idea, the Bomber Bowl is great. Well, he liked it from what I did last year when I came up with it. He said, "Hey, yes, what I was know. that thing you did last year? I want to do that." Yes, I know, it. but that didn't get a huge, that didn't get a lot of traction from some other people. But now, it, now that it's somebody else's idea, well, he was it's told he could do whatever he wanted, and then reached out to me and said, "Hey, what was that thing you did?" Oh no, well, I we're saving that for the next segment. But um, Bob Say and Orange Blossom Woodworks, the title sponsor, wants to put up a little bit of money and do a Bomber B Bowl. So. Uh, Two Stutter 10 lap segments. I think they should do three ten lap segments. That's what I thought. I thought this one was. Three seconds. What if I'm we gonna, did two 10 laps and one five lap shootout segment? And still score the points. I think that'd be fun. But we can brainstorm with Bob. But Bombers, sorry that last week was kind of a kerfuffle. Um, sometimes it just, sometimes it always doesn't work out. There's been plenty of things that, plenty of ideas, plenty of, of things that the that have been done that I haven't exactly liked either. So just write that one off. 
everybody running for points. You didn't lose anything to anybody. Uh, a couple of guys weren't even there, so you actually gained points. You gained more than you lost. Let's put it that way. And if we can think about it that way and just put this one on our pockets and and just know that uh, it wasn't like, hey, I'm coming to run my car. I want to screw over your points, guys. Is that okay with you? And we said yes. It wasn't like that at all. So um, let's let's talk about we, – we kind of alluded to it just a moment ago, but let's talk about the Bomber A Underdog Bowl. Uh, big thank you to Dustin Higdon for for coming on board and want he he's like hey you're only running three classes with the modifieds being canceled i was like yep he's like what do you think about running the bombers i told him like i'd like to give them a week off to be honest with you Poor guys they need I, a break i was like i'd rather see the bomber bees have a chance to flourish but he's like well if i can get it you know i want to do an underdog or, or something special i'm like get it approved by the track you can do whatever you want lo and behold he went and did that and we had the bomber bowl for the underdogs you know i find it hilarious because i had told you <laughs> that if bombers, because it was going to be a boring, it in my mind, a boring night. So I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go. And you're like, oh, okay. And I was like, um, well, if bombers were on there, I would totally go. And then like two days later, bombers get put on the schedule. You were conspiring. Yeah. I was like, hey, Dustin, can you put up a bunch of money for a race? Because Margo's not going to come to the races with me. And, you're like, uh, my entourage isn't going to be there. I'm right? be so sad. Uh, but no, for a race that got put up Thursday and was only for underdogs, We've been averaging about 19 and a half cars uh, per... Who's the half car? Um, usually, um, I'm not going to pick on anybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they've, been, they've been getting great car counts. But, you know, a lot of those guys have won races before. And we still had half the field. We had 10 cars for a race that got put up on Thursday. There's probably a couple of people that had plans that couldn't be there. There's probably a couple of people that didn't even know about it until the last minute, but yet there were still 10 cars there. And I think the 10-lap segments, the last time we did the Bomber Bowl, they were 15-lap segments. I think the 10-lap segments helped it. I think it was fun to watch. It was very fun to watch. It was a great addition to the show. Daniel Snyder got his first overall win, but it was cool to see guys like Daniel Bromley get a segment win. Yes. It was good to see guys like Aaron Foy up on the front straightaway. Good to see Brandon Monroe. I think Brandon Monroe should have won that damn race. He's too timid. (laughs) He's too nice. Me and Molly were trying to get a uh, let's go Brandon chant, literally. But we were just going, let's go Brandon Monroe. The the cool thing, though, that I want to point out about the Bomber Bowl, you had three people make their debut. Chris Savini, that poor guy who blew up the Bomber a couple weeks ago, the 13. Okay. Greg Pass, who registered at the beginning of the year, and I've never seen it, and I'm like, oh, that's just somebody that went on there and registered because it's open. You can, I could register, you know, Richard Cranium as a driver if I wanted he was. to. Um, he he was out there, yeah, Zach. Um, <laughs> and uh, then Kenny Roth, old skinny, made his debut, and and he said it was more fun than sex. So there's that. He probably hasn't had text yet. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. I think somebody made that comment on his Facebook. So. Well, uh, you know, to me, I, I think that race was a huge success. I, I know if you look at it, like, they only had 10 cars for that thing. I, I was thinking for a while it was going to be six, seven. Yeah, I need, so. I need the 75 and the 76 to not start side by side. Because they look again. the damn same, like, don't they, from Oh, the Kenny went from first to worst. Oh, wait, that wasn't Kenny. That wasn't <laughs> Kenny. Um, tough break for James Partlow, though, in the 80. He got, I think he missed a shift on the first lap. Yeah, it definitely looked like start. something broke. That was and, weird. And he got booped in the rear and hit the wall pretty good, and that yeah, car's done. That was weird. And then Aaron's the radiator, I don't know if it was from the contact or what. Went and that, that pretty much screwed Aaron's day. Uh, he probably could have won 
uh, overall yes. if he hadn't crashed. So if, if, if anyone I'm, wants to say that was intentional, I can assure you it was not. If I'm, that's just not – if anybody says that's intentional, they don't know Aaron. Nobody does a bump and run into a guy's trunk. Like, you don't go inside the car to Except do Joey and Logano. Run. And he didn't even go that far. So that, t- that just tells me – and the replay is kind of inconclusive. When I saw it live, it happened so fast. I, I just believe something either broke when the 80 shifted or he missed a shift to yeah. cause that kind of stack up. But it happens. That was unfortunate. Uh, but really, that was the biggest incident of the day, really the only car to be totaled. So, And I think I was doing my math right even because, like, Brandon Monroe needed one more spot to win? No. Brandon needed to win the second segment. Daniel Bromley, Bromley needed, needed one more spot. Yes, because actually Bromley and um, and Snyder were tied. Yeah. But the second segment is the tiebreaker. Yeah, and Bromley needed one more spot and yep. then he would have won. Because he that. finished first and third. And uh, so did so did Daniel Snyder. So the tiebreaker went to Snyder because segment two has more weight than segment one. Yeah. So um, honestly, I know for some people in the grandstands that may not have be akin to this kind of racing or like really confused about the scoring. Just watch the race. Don't do the math. It's fine. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah. If, if the scoring's too much for you, just enjoy the competition it's and let the points fall. Too where much they for will. the scores too. Sometimes. Well, luckily there wasn't. You know, 10 cars, pretty easy to keep track of. and and But it made it fun because it's like, okay, if Bromley makes one more pass in the next three laps, everything changes and things kind of held where they were. But I want to do it with the 602s. You want to do it with the 602s? Hey, talk them into a Friday. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I think it's a great thing. I'd love to see it done once, twice a year for the Bomber A's, and it sounds like we're going to do it with the Bomber B's as soon as we can get everything situated with that, so stay tuned on that. But great addition. Thanks to everybody that stepped up to sponsor that. Uh, one final race on the card were the LKQ Superstocks. Yeah. Pretty routine night for the Superstocks, I think. I did not watch their feature. I watched the Dash for Cash. I will tell you the Dash for Cash was better than the feature. The American Auto Dash for Cash was way better than the feature, way more exciting. Mm-hmm. So the the real story, though, for the LKQ Superstocks, since you, you didn't watch the feature, I'll go ahead and fill everybody in. Uh, Justin Spears, the point leader, the guy who's undefeated on the regular season. Had problems in practice. He was sputtering. Car wasn't up to speed. It sputtered in the heat. He finished, I think, like seventh in the heat race. Uh, yeah, seventh in the heat. So he was off. They fixed it for the feature. But Doug Samian, the only guy who's been close to beating Justin Spears, and the only guy, the only other driver that won a Superstock race this year back at uh, the Red Eye, Doug Samian, ended up winning the race. But I got to give Justin Spears kudos uh, for coming all the way back. Started seventh, finished second. Uh, had a chance with a late race caution to win it. Couldn't get it done. So Doug Sammy gets his first regular season one of the year. Justin Spears, though, still leads the points. Um, to me, the real story for the Superstocks, like the person that stood out, like if we were to do a spotlight of the week, got to give it to Paul Kochi. Finished third in the feature. I know you're over there rolling your eyes. You think he's a little bit too much. Um, finished third in the feature. But I just started... don't like drivers that give themselves nicknames. Well, some people just have nicknames. It's, it is what it it's is. It's not Old a nickname Hollywood. if you give it to yourself. Sure it is. It counts. It's way better than what I would have come up because what I would have called him, I couldn't say for a couple of years. So, <laughs> you know, I love you, Paul. Uh, but no, he did a great job. Finished third in the feature. Qualified for the dash for cash. Started last. Actually got, he should have been wrecked by Bobby Hawley in turn one on like he lap four. should have been wrecked by John Hodge. Or he should have been wrecked by John Hodge. But he went through the field, won the race, won the first uh, super stock dash for cash. And he was the most excited driver of the night, if you ask me. That victory celebration, I think, uh, for the fans, that, there were still a good, good amount of people there, were, there at the end. There was still a good amount They of liked people. that. They enjoyed that. So to me, I would say go watch the Dash for Cash, uh, the American Auto Dash for Cash 
and then watch the feature. The dash for cash was way better. Yeah, the feature, uh, I think I was out in the front parking lot. I, I mean, I, I know there was a caution late, but not really, not much happened. But, I mean, that's good. You, you don't want to see any. We've had enough super stocks torn up. Well, and I kept hearing, oh, this the 56X, he spun on purpose. Blah, 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 blah. Play the game sometimes, guys. Sometimes here's you gotta the play thing, the guys. Game. I was sitting in the grandstands, and you could tell that something happened with that car. That car spun First out two or three times. Cody hasn't been in a car since like 2009. Yeah. And well, that that car's not exactly the best not, either. So yeah, but it was here because the dash for cash. But whatever. We could add eight cars, or we had nine. He could have taken off somebody's driver's door, but no, Paul Kochi did that instead. Well. And he won. I'm just kidding. Paul I Kochi, really don't care. Paul I don't Kochi have won more money in the super stocks than anybody else this week. So uh, I, I think the dash for cash for the super stocks is a good idea. I know you actually watched it. They they announced something on short track news today about a super stock race. What what are the details on that? Because Kenny's mad about it. Kenny's mad that super stocks are going to get two thousand dollars to win at Governor's you have Cup. To run is he stupid? X amount of races though. Oh well, okay, so, boo like, The guy from Wisconsin's not eligible, and because he okay, doesn't who cares? support the track, well, he's from Wisconsin. Well, that's I, not it. It's, but but then I again, this is from LKQ, isn't it? So this is what LKQ wanted to do, correct? Yeah, it's LKQ to this. So come support the division. I don't know. I didn't listen to that. Uh, Dawson got here in the middle of that. And and everybody else can still come race for it. Right? Yeah, you're just not going to get that two thousand dollars. And last year this guy came. So why? What's the difference this year? I don't know. I don't know. So if, let's see if I can read the comments. Well, well again, I I tried to call Rusty to get some details earlier, and he did not pick up the phone. But he was at lunch at the country club well, for that's, Robert's birthday. That's fine. Oh, happy birthday, Robert Hart! By the way, big happy birthday to our fearless leader. Um, but no, the super stocks. If you race, and and most of the guys that that have raced there all year will run more than three races, so they'll be eligible. Um, and hey, if you want to be eligible, come run a couple races. Come show up for a couple races. Take advantage of the dash for cash. Run last. I don't give a crap. Show up and then smoke them at Governor's Cup. I mean, what's stopping you? Do it. Have fun with it. I don't have a race car. Me neither. Ours is finally gone, honey. Yay. Yay. So, honestly, though, um, I don't know. Skinny's whole thing is my Wisconsin people only come for Governor's Cup, and then they're they getting can still no come. Money. They can still come. They came for no money last year. I have many people interested in coming for Gov Cup, and you're not going to pay them. I mean, who, here's my bitch, and sorry, Kenny, get offended. I don't care. Don't bitch at a sponsor for doing what they want to do right. with their money. When That's why EJ stepped down from the American Auto, from right. the sportsman. You know what you do to a sponsor when he hands you money? You say thank, thank you, you and walk away. Yep. Because if you want to whine and complain that these people aren't getting money or they are, uh, some people are getting this much, but you know what? I'll gladly be like, hey, Dennis from LKQ, my ground pounders will take that money. If my 602 so, modifiers will so take that money. If they're so concerned about it. Then make arrangements to be here a couple weeks and run somebody's backup car. Start and park the shit. Put your own money up. Yep. If this is this isn't a new Smyrna said, this is a hey, the sponsor wants to wants it to be for people that are committed to the series. Because if the sponsor is gonna sponsor the series, they want it to be worth the guys that support the series while. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if people don't understand how sponsorship works, but if my sponsor tells me to paint my race car Pink with purple polka dots and orange unicorns. Guess what I'm going to do? You know what else we could do? We could come up with a sponsor for Farthest Toe. We could come up with a sponsor for 
uh, best finisher from out of town. I or, mean, it's really not hard to think of those kinds of things. Best, People just best have to finisher that didn't run three races at New Smyrna, so the guys can still come and have something worth it. I'm open I for ideas because guess what? If a sponsor or somebody's wanted to do something and gone to Rusty, he says, "Go ahead and do it." I think the whole point of this is he's trying to the sponsor LKQ is trying to support those who support New Smyrna Speedway. That's not and a bad thing. His class, the it's LKQ not a bad thing. So I know Kenny was mad about it, and hey. I hate limiting things, but sometimes you got to look at the big picture. So, um, with that said, though, going into the week, I was kind of like, man, this is going to be a meh night. Uh, no offense to the modifieds, but the modifieds being canceled, I think, helped the night and made it more interesting. Got the bombers on there. And um, I, I don't know, overall, what, what would you score it on a scale of one to 10? Uh, you give it a sneeze? She looks like she's about to, to, to die over there. Um, I give it about, I'm going to say an eight. An eight? Because I actually got to sit in the grandstands and enjoy the races. I didn't have to help anybody. Yeah, I came down there for the dash for cash and sat next to you and Peyton called the race in the grandstands. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, you might not want to sit here. She's I, like, oh, great. Now I can't cheer. Yeah, because I, I, I got to have a few drinks and enjoy the races. Well, and that doesn't usually happen because usually one of my look, divisions You were originally going to sit at home and just hang have out. Have a and drink and enjoy the races from another track. But instead, you got to come enjoy the races in person. I, I give yeah. it a, I, I would give it an eight, eight and a half. I'll give it an eight and a half because it was way better than it should have been. So um, let's go ahead and switch gears. Let's talk about the NASCAR race at Kansas. Um, Margo and I actually went over to Frank and Holly's house and, and watched the race. We haven't done that since like 2020. And uh, it was actually very fun. I don't remember the race. You don't remember the race? Dude, I had like four margaritas. Frank make Frank makes some stiff margaritas. Um I, I know you remember who won. Kurt Bush. It was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very surprising. We sat here last week and talked about who we thought would be the next driver to win that hasn't won. I think we both said Martin Truex. And I we were wrong. I thought I said Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's won. He won Dover. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never yeah. mind. I did not say Chase Elliott. But we were, we were wrong because none of us even thought about Kurt Busch. I picked um, Kyle Busch at Frankstyle. Yeah, I picked Kyle Busch to win, too. And he was third um, behind Kyle Larson, who's just doing... He you know what? Away. People are worried about Kyle Larson. He's not dominating. At this point last year, he had one win, too, and then he went on a summer tear. Yeah, he needs to go away. You still don't like him, huh? No. I, I think he drove the car into the wall four or five times on Sunday and still finished second. I think <laughs> yeah. that's pretty impressive. And here's the thing. I know we jumped right to the end of the race. That's, that's okay. We don't have to dwell too much on the NASCAR stuff. The thing that impresses me about Kyle Larson, there was a, 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 re, a, a radio clip played when Kurt Busch got by him. Kurt didn't give him a lot of room, and, and Kyle got in the wall. And his spotter or his crew chief came on and said, oh, he put us in the wall. And, Kurt, and Kyle goes, no, no, he, he didn't. He didn't touch me. No. And I love that. Matt, go back and listen to last year's podcast how fed up with Kyle Larson I was just because he was winning everything a lot of respect for the way for the racer that he is you don't have to respect him as a person but to me you could say oh yeah he put me in the wall I'm going to get him back but going back to Darlington remember how I was upset about the finish we were both upset about the way that finish played out mm -hmm. but the way it played out we got to see a great actual race to the finish in this one. Yeah, it wasn't on the last lap. It wasn't with two to go. It was like seven or eight laps to go. But the way Kurt Busch stalked Kyle Larson for about five laps, had to work through the dirty air, got to him, raced him hard, didn't give him room, but it's for the lead. He didn't touch him. He didn't wreck him. He didn't put him in the wall. 
He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. He raced you. It was a great race at the end. And I, I know, like, I, I posted a thing about halfway through the race. I was like, damn, NASCAR racing is back. And there's there's quite a few people on my post that didn't, didn't agree with the that. same race. Some people still don't like the stages, and they're going to let that deter them. Some people like just the, don't like you. That's fine. I really, you know what? Good. That means I my opinion matters if you don't like me. Um, but I, I've really been enjoying these cup races, especially on the mile and a half tracks. The only dud has been Martinsville. So um, I, I guess what, I, what I'm getting at is there are some people that didn't enjoy the race or don't think the racing is as good, and, and that's fine. Um, the biggest complaint I saw was the blowing the left rear tires. And that was pretty much what brought out all the cautions. Yeah. And I mean, they have to work out this tire and lug nut situation. And of course, the uh, NASCAR died in 2001 crowd that doesn't like change. Well, you got to get over it. They don't like the center lug nut. It's okay. Neither does Eric Jones's pit crew. They don't know how to work it. Uh, get over it. See, I thought the lug nut thing at the beginning of the year was going to make pit stops kind of irrelevant. But to no. me, it's, it's made it even more interesting. Faster. They're faster. Um, you still, there's strategy involved. There's still people struggling with it. Um, it's not, I just thought it'd be so simple that, that people would just not have any issues. The issues have been compounded because if you screw up now, you lose a wheel, you lose your crew chief and crew guys for four weeks. Um, if you get a, if you screw up the thread on the lug nut, you end up like the 43 team and having to get like a sawzall to freaking, that wasn't a sawzall, that was a concrete saw. Yeah. Um, or, you know, uh, just go left instead of right. I think that it's made pit road even more interesting, and I half the time don't pay attention to pit road. I, I like watching the action on the track versus the strategy in the pits. But, but you know, the same people like when, that, that are against it, and they're like, oh, the tires are causing all the problems. But I bet you damn well if Ricky Stenhouse gets a flat tire and goes into the wall, guess what? Everybody's going to cheer except me. I'm going to cry. Well, and, and I think since it was left rears, going down and not like right fronts typically you see the right front because that takes a lot of the load and and a lot of the wear that's why if you do a two-tire stop you change the right sides to have a left rear tire and and this isn't just me i've listened to a couple of podcasts and a couple of people on youtube now at this point experts if you will um and they said the left left rear tire deal it's more of a setup issue yep and to me if you're blowing left rears, that keeps it interesting. It spices it up. I was on edge. Like, me and Frank were just waiting those last couple laps. Who's going to blow a tire? Who's going to blow a yeah. tire? And it kept happening. Um, setup issue as we learned this car. But wouldn't you rather have a left rear tire go down versus a right front? I'd rather not have any tires. Well, of course. But, but yes. that wasn't the question. Yes. Because how many times do people blow a left rear and they would spin out? And have a chance to save it and keep it off the blow wall. Blow a right front, you go to the wall. Right. If you blow a right front, you just go straight. You can't turn it. The left rear actually kind of helps you steer into a spin. And it gives you a chance to, like Chase Elliott saved it. There's only a, a little bit of contact with the wall. Nobody really... Well, Chase Elliott didn't save it. They had to bring a tow truck out for the tow Well, truck. he got down on the grass and because he, he blew, the, you know, blew the tire, couldn't get traction to get going again. So, yeah, that still screwed him up. But I think blowing a tire, having a tire go down should be a penalty. I think it should screw your race over. I, I, I'm not. It doesn't matter who it is. All right. But to me, like the tire deal, the setup deal, that kind of stuff. W- even when it's a, a rash, it wasn't everybody. If it was everybody, and if it was like Brickyard 2008, that'd be a whole different circumstance. But <laughs> I, I, you got, you got to mess with the. You, you got to be on top of the air pressures. If you put them too low and you basically run the tire flat before you even get a couple laps in, you've screwed yourself. If you go below the minimum pressures. 
then you're playing with fire. And to me, that makes it interesting. So um, as far as the Kansas race goes, I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, I'm not a huge Kurt Busch fan. I really hated him back in the day. I go back to the 2002 All-Star race when he spun out Robbie Gordon. They did an interview with him. And Kurt goes, oh, no, no, I spun him out on purpose. I needed a caution. And from that moment on, I hated him. I'm like, what an asshole. I hate this guy. I'm not a fan of his. Um, And then he went through, you know, he's had a rocky past. He's had incidents off track, on track. But I feel like the last couple of years, he's he's not my favorite driver. Like, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for Kurt Busch to win again. But when he wins, I, I... I enjoy it. Um, whereas when Kyle wins, you know this, I'm mad. Yes. But I, I really enjoyed the the end of the race watching watching Kurt chase down Kyle Larson. And I was glad to see a new winner. We have 11 winners already in 13 races. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, third straight top 10. Yes. It's yes. like his seventh of the year. Still like 24th in points. Don't care. All it, all it takes, one win and he's in the playoffs. Ooh, if he wins, I'm gonna record it. Well, it's already recorded. I'm gonna watch it all <laughs> over the time. and over. over. But wait, Until why the- would you watch something that's already happened? That's what you told me a few weeks ago. Because I love Ricky Stenhouse. Okay, there you go. Um, but yeah, grading the Kansas race. Let's go ahead and grade it together here, and then uh, we'll move on. I want to talk about the All Star race. Um, <laughs> that's what I was just reading on. I'm like, shit, it's yes. Texas. I don't know much about yes. Texas, but I want to make sure that my pick sounds educated, and it does. So. I, I, I want to go over the format and stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll hear from Chris Rommel and go around the state. Um, so as far as the racing goes, on a scale of 1 to 10, I gave it a 7. It was okay at best. It wasn't like crazy thrilling side-by-side side all the time, but the racing was decent for a mile and a half. I gave it a 7. What do you give it? I was drunk. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would actually say probably like a six or a seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, excitement. I gave it a nine. It was an exciting race. Yeah. Nine. I would go with that too. Okay. Uh, finish. See, compared to a couple of weeks ago when Joey Logano just put uh, the 24 on the wall, this was a great race. If this was on the last lap or two to go, I would have given it a 10. So I give the finish a nine. I really like Kurt Busch. So 10. So 10. All right. Uh, lead changes. I got 18. So on the scale that we have, that scores a five. That's not up for argument. Um, but I want to argue it. Okay. Is 18 for Kansas good or bad? I don't know. I just wanted to say. Okay, I to fine. Argue. You just go argue. <laughs> uh, enjoyment. Overall, I enjoyed the race. I give it a nine out of 10. I was drunk. It was a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I would agree. Uh, 7.8 overall compared to last week's 8.4 at Darlington. Um, definitely didn't enjoy the race as much as Darlington. So I feel like that's a fair score. Yeah. Um, overall for the season, as we've calculated everything a 6.95 on a 10 point scale, that's just about a 70%. Um, I think I I wish I did this last year to have to compare, but it'll be fun comparing as we go on with the show. Um, 6.95 overall is not bad. So you were one of those, Oh, C is a passing grade. Aren't you? Well, I, I mean, factoring in Martinsville. I'm kidding. That was a literal 1.4 overall. Just throw that wow. away. And we're, yeah, it was so bad. Oh no, I'm looking at the other screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's 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 shift gears. I let's, didn't click on that, so I hadn't seen the format yet. Yeah, I, I want to go over the format with you because I I want to get your whole like thoughts on they're this. They're copying that wheel man donkey race. Coming up? No, they're not. <laughs> Just kidding. No, they're not. Um. So we are coming up to the all-star race, which is to me, just enjoy the race because it doesn't matter for anything. Just it's for fun. Wait, before you get into the format, who's yes. your pick? For the all-star race, 
God, man. Um, gosh, uh, it's going to be tough. I think there's legit 10 guys that could win it. You can only pick one unless there's going to be a 10-way tie. I mean, wouldn't that be something? 10 wide across the line. Somebody's in the grass. Ricky Stenhouse by a snoot. He's not even in it. Because um, he doesn't no, win he'll, he'll get. He's one of the guys that will get in in the open. Um, all right. I got to pick somebody. Um, so I'm going to go with somebody that's won this year. Uh, not him. Not him. I can't have him. <laughs> um, William Byron. Oh. William Byron is my pick for the All-Star Race. Oh, okay. Who you got? Kyle Larson. Mm, so you went with the low-hanging fruit. That's fine. That's He's all right. He's good at Texas. Yeah, he won it last year, too. Yeah. So I, I, I think it'll be Hendrick Motorsports for sure. I picked Kyle Larson because I want him to wreck. That's how my okay, picks go. Okay, I, I like it. Double jinx. Um, <laughs> so so let's get into the format here. Uh, I, I think it'll be a fun night. Uh, it's, it's a Sunday night race, so that means I'm actually going to get to mow the lawn before we do all this stuff. Um, Stephen Reddit was here dropping off some stuff for the show next week. He was making fun of the lawn. Tell him to shut up. I'm I'm (laughs) keeping it like that for my pollinators. Uh, No, literally anytime I've had the oomph to mow the lawn, it's rain. I'm leaving it like that for the bumblebees. So let's, let's get into the format here and then we'll, we'll take a break and hear from Chris and go into the second half of the show. Um, All-star qualifying. I think this is the best part of it. So they're going to qualify everybody like normal. The top eight cars are going to advance to the second round. And they're going to do elimination style with a pit stop. So it'll be, you know, eighth place car or eighth qualifier versus first qualifier. They'll do a pit stop on pit road. Like they'll have, they'll start at the same spot. They'll do a pit stop and send them first one back wins. Oh, have you ever, when they did this stuff in North Carolina, when they did it at Charlotte. The pit pit crew competition. Yes. Do you know that um, back when New Smyrna had uh, tech people that were, Tech people? Tech people. The New Smyrna and Orlando Speedworld tech people, like our, our team, won it. Really? Yes. That's awesome. I only know that because my ex-stepfather was on it, and I just that's what I remember. But they used to bring the – they had a practice, and it was so fun. I love the pit crew type challenge stuff, so I think that's super cool that they're going to have a pit, uh, a pit stop. So I'm, I'm just – I'm, I'm going to read it here. Round one, single car qualifying, top eight advance to the head-to-head bracket elimination style. Um, top eight qualifiers from round one elimination style bracket features two cars staged in side-by-side pit stalls near the end of pit road pit crews perform a four tire pit stop and drivers exit pit stall onto track with no speed limit first car across the finish line advances to the next round wait hang on how how is that going to be safe there's no speed limit you've got eight what eight because they're going to take off from the end of pit road and speed down pit road so they'll be clear of of people Okay, are the guys going to go backwards or to the side? What if somebody loses a tire? It's going to take out the... They'll be side by side. The pits are... The the no. actual pit stop is going to happen side by side. Yes, I know. But are they going to time the pit, tell the guys, okay, go, move to the side, and then have the cars go? Well, yeah. Okay. The guys will move out of the way. As soon as the pit stop is done, it'll be just like a normal pit stop. They drop the jack and you go. You know what? Sometimes I don't think about things. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, clearly. I have the two biggest distractions me, out there making noise. I know, and, and I apologize if you're hearing any background noise in this show, but listen, they live here too. Um, I try duct tape. They just, I, they, they <laughs> no, you don't. I, I feel like the most exciting part of the All-Star race will be this qualifying. Yeah. Because uh, let's scroll down to the All-Star Open. Uh, th- this is pretty standard. Three stages, 20 laps, 20 laps, 10 laps. The winner of each stage advances to the All-Star race. To me, you're letting too many people in at this point. 
I, I feel like it should be two stages. You let two people in, and then you have the stupid fan vote, which to me is a crock of shit. Ooh, why are we going to let people raise me? So basically, why are we going to keep them out? We, we had a lot. I think there was like 16 winners last year, plus you have anybody who's won the All-Star race before is qualified. And then you're going to add four other drivers in. That kind of the fan me, vote to me is stupid. It it's is like it's oh cool. Are we going to vote Josh Balicki or BJ McLeod in? Well, because I feel like the one who actually gets the most votes is probably going to race his way in in one of those three seconds. Yeah, I mean so, that's why I used the two drivers I did. I love BJ McLeod, but let's face it, the only person he's racing for position I'll is go, Cody I'll, Ware. I'll vote for I'll vote for BJ to win to get in. Um, so the all-star open, I'll literally just be watching to see who crashes in that one. Yeah. To me, that's just, that used to be exciting because it was like a true underdog. I remember watching it in 1997 and Ricky Craven, who had had a rough career to that him. point, won the all-star open. I'm like, holy shit, he's in the all-star race. And he was the only one to transfer. How do you remember something from 1997? My brain works very weirdly. I mean, I was five. Sometimes people will tell me something and I have to write it down, but I can remember something from 1997. It's probably the three or four concussions I had when I played basketball Like I, I know I was at the 97 500. Couldn't so tell you who won. The the Open is, it is what it is. If you want a stage, you move to the All-Star race. You put everybody together. Here's where we get to the All-Star format. And, yeah, at the end of the day, whoever crosses the finish line first is the winner. That part is easy. Wait, what? Whoever crosses the finish line first in the actual all-star race, the main event, is the winner. But uh, math. Yeah, I'm okay. Kidding. I'm being facetious. Let me let me go ahead and – so here's what we're going to do. For the all-star format, four stages, three 25-lap shootouts, and a 50-lap final stage. I like the longer final stage. We've tried the shootouts before, and it's boring. Um – all right, so stage one, 25 laps. Stage one winner starts on the pole in the final stage. So if you win the first stage, you start on the pole then why are we qualified? in the final stage. You qualify to start the race. But the final stage, so if you I, win segment one, you start on the pole in the final stage. You're qualifying for the start of the oh, first stage. Okay. As long as the person who wins the first stage finishes 15th or better in stages two and three. So you can't crash basically stage two stage two winner starts second in the final stage so if you win stage two you start second in the final stage hey do you start second in the final stage if you win stage two yes okay um, not, i wasn't sure i need so clarification. in between stages two and three special stage break pit stop competition with a concert <laughs> uh, god i fucking hope not um, is it gonna be sandy i can't trust sammy hayer oh sammy that was Hagar. stupid last year um, each team must pit and perform a four-tire stop. The team with the shortest time on pit road wins the pit crew award. That's a, uh, a cash prize. And the driver will start fourth in the final stage as long as he finishes 15th or better in stage three. Who starts third? The winner of stage three will start third in the final stage. Are you still with me? I don't like it. So it pays so wage, to win the stages, a wage, basically. A wage... Wage son. What? <laughs> Whose son? <laughs> Words. Stage one winner starts first. Correct. Stage two winner starts second. Correct. Gordy starts fifth. No, the pit crew competition winner between starts stage four. two and three starts fourth, and then the stage three winner starts. And, and I imagine if, let's say, Kyle Larson wins all the stages, then he just starts first. And whoever yeah, that's what I was going to say. What happens if you sweep the stages? Now, that is not clarified in here. 
But let's say Kyle Larson wins stage then one. Then we pull the lineup. Alex Bowman wins stage two. Then Bowman's. Kyle Larson wins the pit crew competition and wins stage three. I think you just line up Larson, then Bowman, and then however else, everybody else finishes stage three. Yeah. And we just line them up. And then you run 50 laps for the final stage. Stage one winner starts first. Stage two winner second. Stage three the guy third. That finishes I'm going over wins. it again because that's what it says on the thing here. Uh, pit crew competition, winner starts fourth. Winner gets a million dollars. Now... Here's the big caveat, ready? If no natural caution, i.e. blown motor, spin, loose wheel, car on the wall, what have you. If no natural caution occurs between laps 15 and 25 of the final stage, NASCAR will call an all-star competition caution and bunch up the field. Are they going to play Smash Mouth when they do it? Hey, now, (laughs) I don't know that. We'll have to find out. All that glitters is Larson because he's probably not gonna win it all. Oh, please don't cut that out. Oh, that's standing. Um, so the guy that finishes 15th, that's about Ricky Stenhouse's average. He wins the race, right? No, that's not how it works at all. First car across the finish line at the end of the final stage wins the All-Star, wins the million dollars. Here's what I'm going to say. I think the format is... We've done this before with winners of stages getting to start up near the front at the end and all they do is sandbag for the rest so they're basically just gonna if you win a segment you're just gonna ride around finish in the top 15 and be there for the end to me that breaks the 100 percent rule that nascar has to me that just basically what what's the point of running all the other stages if somebody else if somebody doesn't have to compete what's the point Eh, it's fun what it's I a fun would do, race. it's not. For it's any I know, it's I know. I'm gonna. I thought last year's format and being at Texas was stupid. I enjoyed the race. It's. It was an enjoyable night. I got drunk. Whatever. I didn't. Um. You couldn't. I just got out of the hospital. Peyton. Um. I wish, and I know everybody has their suggestion for the format. I wish we would go bomber bowl, milk bowl, scoring four segments, score points at the end of each segment, lowest total wins. That would make for a fun all star race. Because then you're not just giving somebody a free pass in the end. You got to race every stage and you got to go hard. Yeah. Invert, full lead lap field invert at the end of each stage. Send them. But That'd with be this awesome. new car, I have a feeling it's going to be awesome. I mean, it should be fun. I, I think it'll actually revitalize Texas because Texas has been shit. I hate Texas. <laughs> Worst I track. make a joke, but I won't. Worst track on the schedule. But I'm looking forward to this Pocono? weekend. I'm just going to enjoy it. No, no, no. Pocono's not. Pocono's unique. Texas is not. Texas is crap. Everything's bigger in Texas. Including the fuck-ups. They fuck that track up. Sorry. I mean, it's my least favorite track. But I think this weekend, throw all the crap aside. It is what it is. It'll be a fun ride. I can't wait to watch it. Do you know what my least favorite track is? I'm going to get shit. Your least favorite track Mm -hmm. is Richmond. Talladega. Why? Alabama. I hate Alabama, I'm just kidding. too. I've been there. The worst college football team on the planet. But Ouch. Yeah. I did that on purpose. No, I just don't like Talladega. I love Talladega. Ricky Stenhouse is so good there, yet can't win. He's done it Always once. second. He's always the bridesmaid there, just like CJ. Oh, uh, no wonder. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I think the format's dumb, but I can't wait for the race. So that, that of course, we'll cover on next week's show. Uh, plus, we'll cover the Prolate Model 50 and everything else. Uh, E-Mods, back in action. With our new sponsor. You know what we uh, won't be covering? What's that? Uh, 
Greenville Pickens, which is where CRA was, Southern Super Series. They canceled? They canceled inclement weather. Oof. Citrus yeah. County canceled. Yeah, we'll keep that for the next segment. Um, I want to talk about that uh, in its own right. Yeah, I just didn't want to forget. So, um, so New Smyrna, of course, coming up this weekend. Pro Late Model 50, uh, E-Mods, Bomber A's. Man, they're on the schedule again. Uh, Sportsman, and I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? 602. 602 Mods. Thank the you. The fuck? Sorry. Sickles? Sorry. I mean, I put a, I put a 602 mod on, that, on the, the flyer, but no, that's a vintage car if you want to nitpick shit. Uh, I guess Chris Hatton's coming around with Grand Matters next week then. Suck it. Yeah, well, hey, it is what it is. So, yeah, we'll cover that. We'll cover the All-Star Race. Plus, we'll go around the state next week. But let's take a quick commercial break. Then we'll hear from our guest, Chris Rummel. And we'll go around the state. You want to join us for around the state? Of course, yeah. I've got um, all kinds of cool info. All right, Around stay the with state, us. Out of the state. All kinds of stuff yeah. coming up after the break. <laughs> well, folks, we'd like to take an opportunity here and thank our great sponsors at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Um, again, the the support of all these companies coming on board and supporting the show and supporting local short track racing uh, says a lot about the community that we have and that uh, short track racing is alive and well. And I know a lot of these sponsors not only sponsor this show but sponsor various race cars or our, our companies run by people very involved with our racing community. So, of course, we'd like to give them some love here on the podcast. And, um, you know, if you're in the need of these services, think about them. Think about the people that support what we love. And, of course, we'll start with our anchor sponsor here, American Auto, located in New Smyrna Beach, 1523 South Dixie Freeway, of course. They are headed up by... Our very own E.J. Wilcox and our pace car driver, our tire guy. And let me tell you, that is a very thankless job that he has right now. And uh, he does a good job with it, whether you think so or not. Um, you know, that's that's a tough spot to be in right now. But uh, big thank you to him and American Auto. Uh, give them a call, 386-428-1941. All kinds of great deals. You'll receive the best prices on uh, all, their, all your name brand tires. Uh, personalized hometown service uh, for your vehicle, any of your service needs, they will take care of you. No credit needed. Just stop in, let them know what's going on. They do free AC checks, tires, wheels, uh, automotive services, RV maintenance and repairs, uh, your air conditioning. Summer's coming, guys. So stop in, get your AC service, make sure you're good to go for the summer. Big thank you to American Auto, American Auto, one of our root sponsors here. And of course, Big shout out to our friends at 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that is Ron D'Alessandro, the president who we had on the show last week of the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. Um, does great fabrication and welding work, just like it says. Also, uh, some awesome metalworking that he does. You can find his Etsy shop. Uh, that's 124 Welding and Fab on Etsy. Buy some great gifts. I mean, I was on there the other day, and I, I wanted to buy the whole store. I, I don't have the money to do that. Um, but again... Uh, all kinds of great ideas. It would really be a hit for any birthdays or, you know, Christmas. It's going to be here before you know. If you want to get an early jump on Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, uh, check out uh, Ron's Etsy shop, 124 Welding and Fab on Etsy. You can buy some great art pieces. And, um, you know, hey, need welding and fab work done, hit them up. 124 Welding and Fabrication. You can find them on Facebook. And get in touch with Ron D'Alessandro if you need anything done. He will take care of you as well. This week's episode is also brought to you by... Jesse's Repair Services, 386-243-0005, 386-243-0005. 
1-800-926-0005, or you can email him at jessesrepairs at gmail.com. For your general mechanical repair and automotive hydraulic needs, make sure you check out Jesse's Repair Service, 386-243-0005. And coming back on board for another couple of episodes, we welcome Never Give Up and Andy Morrison once again to the show. Um, Never Give Up and, and Andy, they, they do auto, auto parts pickups. So if you need anything picked up, give Andy a call at 407-765-1769. That's Never Give Up. They pick up auto parts and more. So if you're looking to pick up your auto parts and need them uh, need them brought over to you, give Andy a call. Again, that's 407-765-1769. And again, like I said on last week's show, Andy does a lot of great work in the pit area for the bomber divisions. He's got giveaways for those guys from time to time. If you see Andy scooting around the pits, make sure you say hello, make his day, and don't forget, never give up. They'll pick up your auto parts for you. And uh, they'll definitely take care of you, just like Andy does those Bomber A drivers in the pits. Thank you for coming on board, Andy. And we welcome a brand new sponsor to the Racing with Ryan podcast. Jeff White Racing has come on board to sponsor all of the upcoming pro truck races at the New Smyrna Speedway. You heard their first segment earlier in the show, and we welcome them on board. The JWR team is home in the number 41, pro truck and EMOD, or as they say, whatever else they can get their hands on. Um, you see them sometimes in the JNC grade, all modifieds. We've seen them in sportsmen. Um, I guess they have some other tricks up their sleeves. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, again, we welcome Jeff White Racing on board as a brand new sponsor to the show. And again, we'll hear about them every time the pro trucks race. So check them out. If you need anything, get with JWR. They will take care of you. All right, so on the Racing with Ryan hotline with us today, we have Chris Rummel, driver of the number 52 Pro Truck and Crown Vic as well, and Enduro too, I guess. He's a jack-of-all-trades. Chris, welcome to the show. I appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking the time. Um, So you've had a uh, pretty busy season so far and pretty busy Saturday night over at uh, New Smyrna. What did you think of your first, like, competitive actual stock car racing experience on the big track? Uh, unbelievable. Uh, compared to uh, the small short tracks like Auburndale and Citrus and Showtime, uh, New Smyrna hands down is by far the most fun I've had. Well, that's good to hear because for some people, it can, it can be like a make or break thing. Like pe- for, it's, it's not for everybody, really. And uh, I know you did that one Enduro a couple of years ago, but uh, to see you out there with, with the truck, and I'm glad we're able to kind of work things out with the to get the other car out there for you. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, good to hear you had a good time with all that. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Uh, people are getting a little intimidated, I guess, on how big it is compared to what our uh, little short track guys are used to. Uh, obviously, like you said it's a make or break. You know, you you spin a wreck there, it's it's gonna hurt, that's for sure, and you're gonna have some work to do to, to get out there again for the next race. But man, the the speed that New Smyrna brings is just unbelievable, and it, it's just I couldn't stop smiling ear ear being out there. Uh, I'd say I, I went over there for a little testing. Uh, first few laps, I was a little nervous. I got out there, and then after that, it's just natural instinct set in, and just race car mode. And it was just like I was in my natural habitat. And man, what a what a blast it was! We'll definitely be back. Well, that's good to hear. And you picked a good night to come out with that truck because that was one of the best truck fields we've had for just a regular twenty five lap shootout like that. I couldn't believe that we got up to ten. Normally, it's like six, seven, eight. So it was great to have you there and add to that. And then when I found out what truck you had. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Uh, what got you into the, the truck ranks? Uh, I mean, 
you know, I was doing the Enduros and fortunately I got hooked up with the right people. Uh, Brian and Tammy Farmery and uh, the Vic class came out and we wanted to get in the Vicks and, uh, you know, affordable, fun, beat and bang, you know, but something different than Enduros. And uh, we've been doing so good with it, had such good success. And it's been a blast that uh, we had some other people. I was like, hey, let's let's get in something else. And, you know, we were thinking of pure stock. And I was like, we went and watched the truck race over at the charity race at Auburndale. And I was like, man, that would be the class to run right there. Oh, and that, uh, that fortunate was a... enough, you know, we're good friends with uh, Sammy Coghill that owned it. That was a 21 truck. And uh, okay, uh, good to him. He had just had another baby. And uh, he wasn't gonna be racing much this year, so the truck was gonna be sitting. So I was like, "Man, let me let me get that thing off your hands." Uh, and you know, he really didn't want to sell it, but he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna go to a good home, and I'll, I'll still be able to see it." So yeah, I'll, I'll sell it to you. So uh, we met up with him, went and gave it a little practice run, and we loved it, and uh, we were able to work it out, and here we are. And I got to tell you that Auburndale truck race, that was one of the craziest races I've seen, period. So it's uh, it's funny to hear that that's the race that kind of made you go, ooh, I want to do this, because that, that was a wild time. Oh, yeah, that uh, the ending was uh, definitely unexpected for sure. You got some torn up trucks, but I mean, that's what you get in hard Saturday night racing when all these guys are so competitive and so close. It's, you know, who's going to itch the other one out? And it just, it happens sometimes, you know? It does. It's all part of racing. And you can get away with it a little bit more over there on the bull rings. If they had tried that at Smyrna, uh, those trucks probably wouldn't have raced again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, in regards to New Smyrna last weekend, you know, we had thought about going to 417 because they had a 50 lapper. But, uh, man, I don't like just to race one track. I want to, you know, learn all the tracks and be competitive and top runner or winner at all the tracks rather than just, you know, you can race one track and, you know, be the top dog at one track. But to be good at, a lot of the tracks, if not all the tracks, I says it, I think it says a little bit more about a, a racer or a driver that you are, you know, your team and your crew and your car that you have. It just kind of makes you stand out a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to come to four, uh, wanted to go to New Smyrna, being a bigger track, never been there before, and uh, what a good car count. I mean, considering 10, and I think we even had more there than uh, 417 did with their 50 lapper. Yeah, I, I had looked at the results and everything from this past weekend, and I was surprised to see that too. And then when I saw they were running and heard you were coming here, I was like, well, interesting pick. And, uh, and I, I got to say, I respect the racers that go to every track because you have some people that go to one track, and that's fine too. Some people run for points, and then you have some people that just won't go to certain tracks. So I love to hear, uh, we've been talking to a lot of people lately here on the show, you know, going to different tracks and, and and really proving what you can do. Because even those bull rings, they're not the same either. You might be really good at, at Auburndale or 417, and maybe you're not very good at Showtime, or you're not very good at Citrus. So it, when you can go out and be good everywhere, I think that says a lot about the driver. Yeah, that's our goal. And, you know, we've only got a couple races under our belt with the truck, and, uh, we're trying to learn it. You know, it's obviously new for me to adjust to. And uh, uh, I feel like by the end of the year, we'll be there. And then uh, next year, you know, that's that's where we're going to be gun ho I mean, I- I'm, I'm ready and I'm excited for the challenge that we faced. Uh, obviously, uh, the truck that was on before, Sammy, is definitely uh, on another level. Um, hats off to him that you can wheel a race car. Uh, but we're trying to make it known as our truck. It wants to be known as if we ever get rid of it, that was Chris Rummel's truck, you know, there you go. Um, that's, I want to make a name for myself. You know, obviously I got standards of love to love to, and that's our, our goal and our challenge, but we're going to try to succeed and maybe even overdo. Well, you've got the fans behind you. I can tell you that you won the driver of the week voting. And I'm telling you, you had some tough competition because there was a couple of guys that were sharing that post like crazy and had a ton of votes, but, uh, to see you come in for kind of a, you know, a first time or a one-off race and, and win driver of the week. That was pretty impressive. So you've got reach. That's for sure. Oh yeah. It was, 
it was a challenge and a goal we wanted to get for driver of the week. Being our first time there, I figured, hey, the opportunity's there. Why not uh, try to get it? And, you know, shout out to all the people that, you know, voted for me. And I appreciate all the fans and all my friends and family that are behind me that helped us and support us week in and week out. And then I know real quick you were saying about, you know, traveling all the tracks. What makes it good, too, is that, you know, when the rules match each track, it's easy to go track to track and not have to change a bunch of stuff or spend a bunch of money on adjustments or changes to be able to go run, you know, different tracks, which in regards helps, you know, fans put on a show, the track, you know, the drivers that want to go to different tracks. It's just all around helps the racing community when everything can, you know, click together. Oh, I agree 100%. And I know there were a, a couple of questions about the, the, the Bomber B, if you will, this week. And it's funny how all that went down. You know, I, you reached out to me. It's like, hey, you know, am I able to to bring this thing? And um, I was able to get a hold of the tech guy. I told him exactly what you had. He says, yeah, he can run that. And then the the thing that that screwed everything up is, I guess he was uh, traveling with a with a quarter midget team this weekend and wasn't at the track. So and didn't communicate with the other guy. Didn't communicate with me that he wasn't going to be there. So there was a little bit of a lapse there, which I guess caused some stuff. But I, I've explained it uh, in both this show and on the, the track show that, like, you know, we didn't bend anything for you. I've reached out to the tech guy for you, and he said, yeah, he can run it. So everybody that was complaining, uh, they shouldn't be complaining to you. And, and hopefully you didn't get any real backlash for that. And I apologize about that that kind of tense situation after the heat races. Yeah, no, I mean, this lack of communication, honestly. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, I told you before, before I reached out, that we were coming already with the truck. We committed. And, you know, I got another car that fits the class. Why not bring one more car? You know, nothing for nothing. You know, a lot of people don't travel to New Samaria because it is far. But, like I said, why not bring one more car to add to the class, to add to the show to the fans and, you know, have some fun? Uh, you know, we were a little off. It wasn't like we were huge off of the rule that I had asked. I mean, as everybody knows, the, the tire size has got to be a 60 series or above, and mine was a 55. Uh, I can rest assured that next time I come, I'll have the right tires, and I can almost promise you you'll have the same outcome that we had before. So, I mean, either way, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't mean to come, you know, hurt some feelings of the locals. You know, me running one race isn't going to hurt your points because I'm not going to be there, you know, every week trying to challenge you for your, your track champion. But, I mean, it is what it is, man. What What's wrong with having some competition? I mean, you can only get better by beating better drivers. That's yeah. how I've always been taught, and that's how I look at it. Is in the truck, for instance, I'm not going to get good if I don't race with good people that are better than me. Right. I have to learn from that. And to, to be the best, you got to be the best, plain and simple. So, I mean, like I said, I, I appreciate you and, you know, the track and uh, Rusty for allowing me to come out there. And uh, like I said, it, it was a good first experience for us. And, you know, that's going to make us want to come back for more. And as any other driver or crew or team, it's the same thing. And uh, we appreciate it and we'll be back. And hopefully the same outcome we'll have, like I said, in the Vic and uh, hopefully a better outcome in the truck. Yeah. And, and to just kind of add to it, uh, there's been plenty of locals that have reached out to me and, you know, sometimes they're, they're just, Hey, Hey, who can I get with? Who can I ask a question to? And I, I help, I will help anybody out that reaches out and says, Hey, I just want to support something. Is there, is there a way that we can either make it work or is everything good or what do I need? Um, I will always know whether it's a, a local, a guy that's raced there for a hundred years or somebody, uh, trying to come, uh, I'll, I'll do my best to try to help put cars on that racetrack. I try to think of the fans, you know, there's, there's the fans, there's the drivers in the track. You try to make everybody happy. And, you know, it was a good turnout for the bomber B race. The race kind of got kind of crazy. And you even said, uh, you ended up the winner by the way. And 
even said in victory lane, like, yeah, I wish that I wish I didn't talk Zach into breaking his car. Yeah, no, that's Zach's my boy, and uh, that's a close track for him. So he was coming out to support me and help me in the truck, and he's like, you know, I might as well bring my car and have a little fun too. And I'm like, yeah, come on with it. But you know, he knew that he was going to get disqualified. He was coming for a good time just to have fun, and that's what it's about, man: making friends, making family, and having fun. And that's what he wanted to do. That's what we did, and we put on a show. Yeah, and that's what it's about. That that class, like obviously people that race take it seriously, but it's, it's about having fun. It's not a big money class. It's, uh, you know, come out there and have fun. And like you said, the, the guys that are running for points actually gained points on everybody else. Cause a couple people didn't show up. So, um, I, I think some of the, you know, I, I see both sides of the coin, but when it was approved via tech, it, it shouldn't have been a problem. If Ed had been there, I think everything would have been nipped in the bud. Uh, but when, uh, when Barbara called up to the tower looking for me and I looked down and I saw that, that you were with her, I, it's like, oh, good thing I screenshotted this conversation. And I purposely didn't send you the conversation so that if you had any issues while you're at the track, somebody wasn't like, oh, how'd you get a hold of that? Uh, I, I held that. I held on to that just in case. And like I said, I'm just glad it all worked out. And I hate even having to explain it, but I like to be transparent with everyone. And uh, that's uh, a big reason I wanted to have you on the show. And also, um, I, I like talking to people that that go to these different tracks. So um, again, I appreciate the, the effort to bring, uh, both your car and your truck to the racetrack. No, I, I appreciate it. You know, I know some people are a little upset that, well, why'd you ask Ryan? Uh, who's Ryan? Who is he to say? I was like, well, I didn't on behalf say. of New Samaritan Speedway, Ryan's trying to help the track by bringing cars and trying to help the drivers and everybody. So, you know, I appreciate you for, you know, getting the answer that needed. It's not like you made the decision. No. You went to the correct resource. They made the decision and you related to me. You were just right. a messenger. Because, Chris, and if, that, if I had, was to it. if I had, if you had messaged me and said, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, bring it. And then, then you get DQ'd. Well, then that's on me. Then, you know, I, I've said something that I don't have the, I don't have the authority to tell people what they can and can't do. I can ask, I can get you pointed in the right direction. Uh, and, and that's that's all I did at the end of the day. But um, to kind of switch gears off that, you did come out with the truck for the first time, and you uh, you won the heat race. So you had a successful day. You won the driver of the week. You won a heat race. You won the bomber B. Um, was it the uh, was it the invert that kind of just made it harder to get through traffic, or was it the fact that uh, with with only buying one tires, you kind of had to scramble to get tires, or combination of both? Uh, I'd say probably combination of both. It's you know, obviously the world we live in is nothing that anybody could ever foresee yeah, happening, um, especially in the racing community. So, yeah, uh, that was our first time there. So coming out hot, winning the heat race was huge. I mean, what a big uh, what a big help, you know, for me in a headspace as a driver. Like, wow, we, you know, we can do this. And uh, But in regards to tires, you know, I'm, we haven't run on Hoosiers. We run on American races every week. So coming there with, you know, tires that are, 50 75 100 lap old tires versus we don't know what everybody else is on they could have had tires from last week that they scuffed in and they were five laps old you know so it's it's a definitely different world so making one tire and having to try to get it to fit into what your stagger plays it's it's definitely hard so i'd say it plays a factor but also i put it on me right now as a driver just trying to you know learn it and you know get used to the truck like i said it's a whole different ball game for me and uh i know we'll be there we're close and the people, you know, I got Mr. Butch Yoakum that wrenches on my car, and, I mean, he's well-known, definitely had very good success, and he's got the truck where it needs to be, and, you know, Brian Farmery working on it every week, too, with him side-by-side. Side. We're all there putting in the hours, and I know the truck's capable of winning, 
I just got to put it there. So, I mean, kudos and hats off to them. It's just, I just got a little driver error. You just got to do a little adjusting, but uh, it definitely makes it difficult not starting up front. Yeah. Uh, that's in any race or any track, and anybody will tell you that. But that's, again, that's how you become better, and you got you to gotta pass drivers to get the win. So, for our first time out, winning the heat race, finishing top five, trucks in one piece i'll say it's a win for us you know I, i'd agree with that and it, it was probably good for you to get that experience racing around other trucks because the the top five six guys they were all pretty tight together so it's it's one thing to come out here and run laps by yourself or run up front and and run away with it but to race around other trucks and like you said keep it clean and i you know i, I think that was a good experience for you oh yeah and uh in regards to, you know, who won the race, the thing is the 41, I don't know his name, obviously, I'm not familiar over there, unfortunately, sorry, but, uh, you know, we were in side-by-side with him in the heat race for the whole race, Yeah. and uh, there's a few times, you know, I just kept giving the bottom, unfortunately, I've had some radio problems, so the spotting's not on with our radios having miscommunications, so I wasn't able to come down and, you know, clear the hole that's there, and I probably could have, you know, not giving them the bond and had such a you know race could have just been single file but it, it all worked out and like i said we had fun we uh we learned some things and it's actually funny we got back to the shop and got the truck up on the lift and uh we did find a, a couple things and uh, a major thing that was played a role that was gonna be fixed for next time so uh like i said we did our homework and we'll continue to do our homework and we'll be back and hopefully we'll be in victory lane well, i'm glad to hear that overall it was a good day for you it was fun watching your race out there um I quickly wanted to go back. Uh, you, you said you kind of started racing Enduros. What got you into racing? Um, man, when I was a kid, my mom had a boyfriend that uh, that was racing hobby stocks up at Citrus County. I was probably eight years old, and I was there every Saturday night, and I was like, this is fun. And I, you know, I want to be there. But uh, obviously, just as years went on, never got the opportunity, and <clears throat> finally – Came across a gentleman that gave me an opportunity, had, uh, was able to give me an enduro car, and uh, I just had success running the Tour of Destruction Series, winning skid plate races, flagpole races, chain races, enduros, backward races. I mean, you name it, what crazy stuff that goes on out there that <laughs> some people aren't aware of, uh, but such uh, entertainment for the fans. But I had a lot of success, and luckily I got hooked up with the right people, and uh, here we are. Well, that's the the first time I, I met you was over at Orlando during one of the Crasheramas. You won the Enduro that night, and I invited you out for the for the No More 2020 thing that we had, and you came out. That was the first time you were at New Smyrna. You came out with Zach and those boys, and I think you were second that night. So um, th- that's cool, man. That's, that's such a great place to start because that kind of stuff is fun. You talk to some, some people around the state, and they just like doing that versus actual quote-unquote stock car racing because it's, it's a blast. You get a big crowd, and you just go out there and have fun. Oh, it's, it is a blast. I mean, one big difference I've noticed, you know, from winning in the tour destructions and crash drama events is when you get out of the car, there's thousands of people in yeah, the stands. It's crazy. And just the energy that you get that runs through your body after you win is unbelievable to when I won my first big race, I kind of got out and I was just like, Oh, you know, it was like, there's nearly not as much fans as there are in those events. And I wish we could get more, but you know, just, it, it just sucks. It's just the way that, entertainment wise people want to see stuff get torn up and yeah short track racing isn't about that we're all out there to win and you know yeah it's follow the leader yeah you just hold the steering wheel and you turn left but you know if it was that easy everybody would do it that's very true but you've you've had a successful run with those crown vicks you, you've run pretty much everywhere with that thing and and now getting into the trucks and it, it seems like um you know you've worked your way kind of up the ladder and you, you don't see that a lot these days people just kind of hop into the late models and go from there so it's it's been uh it's been cool hearing about that. 
Um, one last question here before we let you go. Uh, number 52, what is the significance of that? There actually is no significance whatsoever. Really? Uh, I was just trying to come up with a number, and uh sounds odd, but I, I like the single-digit number. I, I like two, and I like five for some odd reason, and I didn't want just a single-digit number. I wanted a, a double-digit number, so I was like, 52, and it just stuck, and it's uh, it's going to be forever to come, so no changes here, but I, I like the 52 and it, it just, it fits now. See, I, I figured there was, there had to be some story because every time I've seen you race, it's been in a 52 and sometimes that's it. You just pick a number and go with it. And, you know, you've kind of made that your identity now. And I think, I think people take the number for granted a lot because it truly is your identity. You see the 52 truck or 52 crown Vic and hell, you put your name right in the number sometimes. So we all know who it is. So that's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, you know, when I went to, come time to get a number two i kind of look to see what number's not out there that you don't see very often i mean you see three you see one you know you see all these numbers i was like i don't really see a 52 i said that's gonna be me 52 there you go see that's as good a story as any and you'll you'll continue to make it a story so um before we let you go here uh what are your upcoming plans where where are we going to see your race next uh hopefully if mother nature holds up uh this weekend we'll be in the vic and the truck at auburndale and then um i think the next race it'll be back at auburndale with the vic and truck but uh, i gotta look at my schedule we're just like i said we're bouncing all over we're, we're doing our homework trying to take notes going to different tracks uh like i said in, in the vic we've won four out of the five tracks we've been to and now it's it's time to step it up to the truck so we're gonna continue to play with the the vic a lot this year <clears throat> i'm trying to run for points at auburndale right now and uh, in the truck, we're you know obviously doing the races we can every week with that. But uh, next year, the the Vic will probably get pushed aside less, and it'll be uh, truck is going to be all gun ho. Well, there you go. That I mean, y- you can't beat that. You've got all kinds of places where you can run both of those. And uh, we do a little segment on here. Uh, we, we go around the state and look. So we'll be keeping up with you and see how you do. And we wish you the best of luck. Um, do you have anybody that you like to thank? Any sponsors you want to get out there real quick? Yeah, then, uh, and first, real quick, I mean, I hope, you know, New Smyrna has, and after we brought those couple of Vicks, that we can kind of maybe open up the rules or something to get some more Vic guys over there. The the Ford class is such a up-and-coming and big class right now. At any track, you get 10, 15 Vicks. They can all run the same night. That I'd love to see that at New Smyrna, and I know we can get it there. We just got to gotta change a little a few things, and I'm sure we can accommodate and make it happen, and let's get a good show on New Smyrna with the Vicks. Well, I honestly hope we can, and... Uh... I think we got a big race that we're working on uh, with, with the Bomber B type cars. Um, I'm gonna talk to the the sponsor here. We just got approved to do something, so I gotta I gotta talk to the sponsor and work that out. And hopefully, hopefully that'll work out to where you'll be able to participate. But uh, I, I agree with you. I like trying to make the rules. Um, I hate being on an island, if you will. I like trying to make things open to everybody, so that uh, if they can come, they're able to come. So I agree with you there. And hopefully, we'll work on some stuff on the off season. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, like you guys asked me before, I just like to thank, you know, Brian, Tammy, Farmery, first and foremost, at Farmery's Garage. Uh, without them, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, I got to thank God and the men and women overseas that allow us to have the freedom that we do. My mom, my girlfriend, uh, I got Lily. She's like a little sister to me, always there helping me out. I appreciate her. Uh, Uncle Georgie, always working on the cars and getting them cleaned up and getting the rig ready for us on the weekend, every weekend. Uh, I got... Florida Green Fertilizer and Merrill Brothers, Mr. and Mrs. Merrill over there. Uh, big shout out and thank you to them uh, making this dream possible. Uh, Farmery's Garage, um, 
Coastline Plumbing, Uncle Jason. Uh, I got R&R Catholic Design, my Uncle Roy. Um, Curtis Racing, Congress Chiropractor, Raps Roloff. I mean, just everybody that helps me, you know, whether it's, it's the little kid that's asking for an autograph, making me smile, to, you know, my, my top sponsor that allows us to do this each and every week. So I appreciate, you know, all single one of them. And without them, we wouldn't be here today. I couldn't imagine myself as a kid, you know, being at New Smyrna watching the Governor's Cup and World Series, uh, watching Super Late Models. Like, man, I would, I would love to do that. Uh, last week, I want a dream come true. I'm racing a pro truck at uh, New Smyrna. So I hope years to come, we're, we're going to keep growing and keep moving in the right direction. And hopefully uh, we'll have this interview again one day after I get my first one to Super Late Model at New Smyrna. Hey, I, I have a feeling with with the support you have and the drive that you have that we'll be doing just that in the very near future. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this interview. And uh, I'll be sure to let you know when it uh, gets put up here later today. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Ron. We appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. You take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye. All right. We are back. We're going to go ahead and go around the state. And I guess we're going to go up north as well. But in the break... Yeah, since the last time we recorded, I did get to speak to Rusty from New Smyrna and got some clarification on a few things. Um, the big Superstock race for uh, Governor's Cup weekend is actually going to be a big LKQ Superstock race, uh, 2000 to win, and 150 to start, $100 hard charger award, $100 fast qualifier award, 50 laps. Um, got to run three regular season LKQ races to qualify for the enhanced purse. So I think that'll do wonders for the season and for that race. You know, if there's 12 cars for that race, great. If there's some out-of-towners that want to come, well, get with us. Maybe we'll uh, be able to work you into it as well. But it is open to everybody. And uh, if there's, uh, you know, anybody else who wants to jump on board for the Super Stocks or any other class, Rusty said, let us know what you want to do. Also, I got to get with Bob Say because Rusty said if Bob wants to do the Bomber B-Bowl, we'll do the Bomber B-Bowl. So with that said, uh, Wait, more I stuff. just spaced out a second because you said something about 12 cars. Are you? Well, I just mean. Is it if there's 12 or more or is. The... No, I just mean, you know, if people want to complain, oh, well, the enhanced money is only for those that run through oh, races okay. there. Well, if only 12 show up, it'll be a hell of a 12-car race, but it's open to everybody. Just making sure. But I like you gotta spaced run, out halfway through You've got to run three races at New Smyrna during the season to qualify for the enhanced LKQ purse because it is the LKQ Super Stocks, not the let me build a car and go spank everybody asses Super Stocks, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, more on that as we go, but I did just get clarification. So, Wheelman Series that we've followed on this podcast – they raced over at the Citrus County Speedway this weekend. And, uh, you know, if Mother Nature, whatever, had reared its ugly head, we, we would have went over there. But we got to race. They got to race. And once again, Margo, they brought 23 cars. Is that a good car count for you? I mean, what do the – okay. Somebody else at the track Saturday was like, oh, they only got 23 for what they paid. They should have had 34. Last time they had 34 cars, they sent like 12, however many it takes to get to 24. And and I think... Citrus can only start 24 cars. If they had a bunch of other cars and they had enough for a last chance race, they would have... been nobodies anyways. Well, they would have had a... Uh, they they would have had a non-qualifiers race. Everybody would have gotten something, but... I think in today's day and age, a traveling series to get 20 cars or more is probably a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I the more the more the merrier, but... I think it's great, but I did hear it was kind of a pretty boring race. Yeah. Devin McLeod took the lead on lap like two. 
I read the the Wheelman recap, and the only thing that seemed to happen was Joe Winchell spinning out Joe Hamilton. Yeah, and something happened with Ricky Anderson, and I want to say Devin. Well, Ricky had a Ricky had a good run. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong. Three. I swear I read something about. I mean, I'm not surprised at all with anybody here in the top five. You you mentioned uh, Devin McLeod in the 23 for Todd Brown did win. Yes, picked up his first one of the year. Yay! Uh, he beat Tim Sozio. Who impressive second place? He's been good this year. Yeah, I, I know you've you've given some crap to the RFD guys, but uh, no, they re- RFD that, that, guys. Yeah, oh, right, right foot, foot down. down. No, yeah. rear flank downdraft. Oh, okay. Well, like I mean, tornadoes. I just joke around and say that uh, Daniel should just hire Phil to be the stand-in uh, yeah, rear I mean, chief all Phil's the time. Phil's the secret of that team. Um, but one thing I like to look at here, it, it was a good field of cars. Twenty-three. You had McLeod, Sozio, Anderson, the top three. Brandon Morris fourth. Brandon qualified on the pole. Yep. And he's he's so good at Auburndale. I, I can't wait to see him finally break through at one of these other tracks. Um, Adam Briggs was fifth. Jesse Henley, sixth. Tyler Schofield, Matt Green, Rex Struble, Kevin Macy, the top ten. Really no surprise there. I mean, honestly, um, the, the surprises are outside the top ten. Anthony Cataldi, 11th. Mm. Jake Perkins, 12th. Ooh. Joe Winchell, 13th. Well, that's no shocker. How about the mad scientist, 15th? How many actually finished the race? So... Uh, 16 cars finished two laps down. Everybody else was more than 25 laps was down. Was Beavis on the lead lap? Steve finished one lap down. Good job. You and do 12 it. finished on the lead lap. So that okay. tells me there's a pretty long green flag run there to yeah. finish the race. Yeah, I only heard about one or two incidents. Uh, pretty much after Devin got the lead, he rolled. Well, I, I and got he's it. just so good in anything he drives. If he can actually, like, sometimes I feel like with Devin, it is the luck of the draw. I feel like the invert gives him some luck at yeah, some we, tracks. We talked about invert with the truck race. And with the wheel man, you qualify in the pole, you roll the die, and it is what it is. I'm just glad they got rid of the stupid, like, 14-car inverts in that series. Yeah, that, that was a bit extreme. It definitely tore up some stuff. Uh, I, I honestly believe that uh, Ricky has done a good job to get in these guys' heads and put on more of a race than a wreck fest. Because the, the first race of the season was a wreck fest. We talked to Ricky about it. He wasn't happy with the way it went. He made the call to shorten it. Um, and now maybe they're playing too nice. Yeah, and I read something on Willman's Facebook earlier today or yesterday that now I have to follow up on because uh, it was something about uh, the fuel cells. Yeah, Scott Bramlett's fuel cell was bad or corroded. Attention, or all Willman competitors need to make it take a few minutes and inspect your fuel cells, no matter when it was purchased. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I saw a quick thing on Facebook, and Bramlett didn't even start the race. Oh, okay. And I think it had something to do with his fuel cell. And that that's surprising, knowing where that car comes from. I, I think it's just one of those oh, wear and tear. break for Scott Bramlett with his fuel cell starting to leak after being on top of the board in final. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, that's what it was. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, his fuel cell is, like, falling apart. It's just I, I think it's good that when you have a safety problem like that, pop up uh, just to have a general reminder i don't think it was a, a nitpick at bramlett fuel cells dry rotting sorry i'm just oh. now seeing all this i never did i well, mean, i read it that's at, a like, wake-up call check those fuel cells i mean that's one of the things that could cause a big problem and okay really so escalate. in the picture it's just scott bramlett's car in the back of the trailer but the fuel cell is very clearly missing and somebody else comments how can it leak when it's not there well, they probably took it to look he at did. it so he did so, but I, I think I saw it in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, I want to follow up on that. And I yeah, I, I, I saw there was an issue and kind of breezed through it. But, hey, we got we did some investigative journalism and got to the bottom of it. So, 
Um, yeah, congratulations, Devin McLeod. Good guy. Uh, we've talked to him on the show before after a big win at uh, Auburndale. Uh, but quickly, they ran a couple other classes, so let's touch on that real quick. Ford Outlaws were in action. 18 of them. So they're, they're definitely not getting the 30 that they used to, but they run them so much, it's hard to sustain that. Uh, Jonathan Wallace in the nine was the winner. That's a new name. Uh, Braden Boardman, Thomas Pete, Eric Sharon, Keith Zyverell, your top five. Uh, they ran the figure eights, which I think is just a waste of good crown Vicks. Eric Sharon, the winner there. 11 cars started that madness. Uh, Pure Stocks. Let's see, Pure Stock feature. Sport Wilson. Sport Wilson was the winner. 16 cars started, so a solid field of the Pure Stocks once again. Sport Wilson over Larry Welter. Kenner Brown. Good to see Kenner yeah, Brown back in action. Uh, James Johnson, Tim Alexander, the top five. And also in action. Not to be confused with the pier stocks, but we're the street stocks. And they brought, let's see, 15 cars. Oh, that, that class is kind of picking up. Oh, yeah. That's the class that has the station wagon, the six. Oh, yes. I love that car. That car is awesome. Uh, it finished dead last, but it's awesome. Um, A.J. Waller, the winner over Robert Kuhn Sr., Cody Struble, Jesse Henley, and Jonathan Appleby, the top five in that division. So that's a seems like a solid night over there at yeah. Auburndale and nope that was citrus <laughs> at citrus thank you we're going to Auburndale next um man. seven modifieds yeah yeah that was okay so let's talk about that real quick because Auburndale put out a thing like if they don't get support this weekend they're going to cancel the class and now they put it out again what they say for the next one they have to have 10 but I thought they had to have 10 this time no they're gonna have to have 10 again okay so this they gave them a pass this time I think that's what Dalton told me because he uh I mean, that was a whole interesting topic of debate last week. And, I mean, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, just get rid of them. And then I'm like, but but what about the guys that really want to race that class? Well, go race E-Mods? Go run A-Mods? I don't know. But then you heard Dalton on our show last week say, well, I'd like to run what I have. I have this. Yeah. Why, why am I gonna? And that made a lot of sense And that's to exactly me. what he's doing. He's He's got a couple new Smyrna dates coming up. I can't wait. Yep. Um, but yeah, they had seven. He led a lot of it. Dalton said he or he had a really good car, and then something happened with yeah, he him. Got, he got involved in something, didn't he? <laughs> something happened with him and Jimmy Fraser. And I thought it was Carl Burt, the eleven. No, it was, it was Jimmy Fraser. Okay. Um, well, they had seven cars there, and uh, quite a few of them got beaten up a little bit. Yeah. So what happened with Dalton and Jimmy Fraser and in car camera? Okay. Uh, Jimmy and Dalton kind of got together. Auburndale during the drivers' meeting say we're going to give you i think it's two laps i now can't find the text i think it's two oh, laps to tap. tap out yeah well jimmy waited quote unquote till after jimmy waited laps. until one till green and then he tapped so they, they, got, didn't they give it both got sent to the rear wow well now, i mean it is here it, they put it out there not to be the johnny depp trial hearsay on if oh, he Lord. did it or on purpose or not but it they, it's hard to say in the heat of the moment. Yeah, and if you watch the video, it definitely, like, oh, Dalton's spotter cleared him. No, or Jimmy it, was there. No, mm-mm. At least they it's racing. stuck with the, what they said at the driver's meeting. Yeah. So I'll give them that. Um, so, yeah, seven cars showed up. Uh, Mark Nelson. that Mark Nelson? Never heard of him. He was a winner. He beat Dalton Nelson, Jimmy Frazier, Rob Pope. Only four cars on the lead lap. Um, Dodge Carlbert was fifth bobby mobley who's a local who runs just about everything he was sixth 
and Jason Swiley didn't even start. I've so literally heard of three of those. It guys. looks like six actually started. That's, yeah. I mean, I'd say that's rough, but that's what we get. Yeah. So it's just rough on modifieds right now. Yeah. It's, it's a tough it's class hard. to draw. Well, and if you're touring with modifieds, it's a little difficult. Yeah, well, who's touring with a modified? Unless you're on modifieds of mayhem, but that's, that's such I a regional thing. What other that's, tour is that's there? That's true. I'm just saying to people that go from track to track. Well, okay. I got you. Just tour the state. I got you. And yeah. from what I, um, that's, some of these guys are racing six weeks in a row. Citrus, Mother's Day. Yeah. Auburndale. Good point. But, but the Gordon been... this weekend. Auburndale next weekend. New Smyrna next weekend. The weekend after that. Punta back to New Smyrna. And that's two, possibly three cars. Well, and uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to keep these things running with everything being so expensive. It's just, it's tough. So they got, they got seven, but I guess Auburndale's given them another chance. Yeah. So that's, that's good, good on them. Um, other things in action. Oh, it was the uh, Dave Westerman Memorial, by the way, over there with the sprint cars this weekend. Oh, they have four? No, they had a good field. It was uh, 14 showed up. Uh, 12 started. And uh, Daniel Miller won. You know Daniel Miller. Yeah, he used to run late models. Yeah, the double zero car, the blue one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but he's doing sprint cars now. He was the winner of the Dave Westerman Memorial. Uh, 12 started. Doug Elliott was there. Uh, no, that's his... That's his uh Cousin, Duje Elio. Oh, well, guess what? He didn't start. <laughs> it's Are okay. Neither did Stephen Hollinger. Apparently his engine blew. Oh, yeah. It went kaboom. So Doug Elliott, uh, normally a late model driver at New Smyrna. Oh, I did hear a rumor he got a spring Duge car. Duje Elio. I mean, that's my story. it's, it's kind of Doug's it. M.O. If, like, the car ain't exactly perfect, he does not race it. I mean, in a sprint car, I don't blame the man. No. Who else run? Did LJ or anybody run? Uh, so it was Daniel Miller, Sport Allen, Brian Jingris, Davey Hamilton Jr., and Bruce Brantley, the top five. And it was Gary Wiggins, Albert Fernack, Tommy Nichols, LJ Grimm in ninth, uh, Sonny Hartley, Shane Butler, 11th, only completed three laps. So did Bo Hartley. So it seems like kind of a rough race. Yeah. Rough day. E. Some big names towards the back there that you would expect to contend for the win. E. So that was the... Uh, WTF, Mr. Butler. Oh, and by the way... Um, even at a small track, only five cars on the lead lap, and only six completed more than more than 15 laps. So, like I said, four showed up. Well, 14 showed up, but I guess only four Looks really competed. So, sometimes it does look good on paper until you start digging. Um, so, yeah, I don't know much about the race, but congratulations to Daniel Miller on getting the win there. Uh, in the Mini Cup Young Guns, you had Carson Holt getting the victory. Mini Cup Masters, Kendall Wheeler got the win there. Um, that says open wheel modifies, but that is actually the Scramblers. Bray Ganey, once again, the 42 car, one of the station wagons, got the win. They had, so these are like our bombers, give or take. Um, 16 showed up, two did not start, and two were DQ'd. So 14 took the green. Um, and I that's with their tech was consistent. Well, maybe, but I mean, that is 14 cars. On a race that's been on the schedule, we had 10 on a race that got put on two days beforehand. Our bombers are the shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Comparing apples to oranges over yeah, here. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, but no, Bray Ganey wins again. Dustin Kirkland second. Those guys are really good at that track. John Sofield, Bubba Healy, Fred Wilson, the top five. That's a fun division. Pretty much everybody finished too, so good clean stuff. Um, and then we're back to the modified. So that is a look at Auburndale. So let's uh, 
four, seven. Let's go to Margo's favorite racetrack, Showtime. Ew. <laughs> they actually got to race. They didn't cancel for any reason. Well, shut uh, We'll breeze through this Must real quick. Must have been an easy night. Uh, Street Stocks was won by Hayden Mowry in the 55, and they had seven cars. Mini Stocks, which are bombers slash scramblers, um, they had 13 show up and 11 start. It was won by Kendall Ludiger. Mini Stocks, that's what we just looked at. That's the heat race. They had two heats. Outlaw figure eights, so they ran outlaw figure eights. Uh, five of those, Sean Senekosov. Sure, Sean Senekosov. Senekosov. Senna. Clearwater. Senekosov. Got it. Sandy Koufax. He was <laughs> the winner. Robert Yoho ran that race. Wow, he finished fourth. Strictly stocks. They ran a heat race, I guess, and <laughs> had four cars. Michael Meeks won. Ford figure eight A. How many figure eight classes? Ah. Justin Meyer was the winner. No, Jared Meyer won over Justin Meyer. And then, man, their results are difficult to get a grasp of. Uh, super mini late models. So they ran everything. What the fuck is that? A, a mod mini. That's what they call their mod minis. Super mini late models. Super mini late truck So they, they had nine of those. Ronnie Abney went over there. Interesting. Uh, Garrett Larson won over Ronnie Larson over wow. Austin Ramsey. No surprise. Those are like three track favorites over there. <laughs> uh, so that's what happened over there. Uh, oh, guess what? The Dave Westerman Memorial is running at Auburndale. So, so Showtime put on sprints. They did non-wing sprints, and they had four. Tyler Porter won over Travis Blaymeister. Robert Yoho in the third. Bill Boyd in fourth. I don't have enough cars, so I'm just going to dump in uh, one. Hey, at least they have that option, you know. Ooh, and then they ran Tony. the Ford figure eight B. My goodness. That's a lot of figure eight stuff. Um, Kyle Courtney finished third in that. And your winner was Rick Hanley. So, I just, I, I want to say it one more time. So Austin's proud of me. Good. Senekosov. Nailed it. So I, 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 I don't know. Um, I, I'm not trying to bash a track, but. Oh, that's when I'll gladly bash because they no, blocked me no, from their Facebook for no reason. I, I don't want to bash it, but I just don't understand what's going on over there. Crack is bad. I just, I, I know everyone wants to say that, but I just don't. Well, I mean, there's cracks in the asphalt. A couple weeks, they, they cancel for no reason, and they just seem to throw stuff together. And then this night was like, let's run three figure eight divisions. Let's run sprint cars. Let's run I think he just super mod minis. He, you know how he used to do the fishbowl of thoughts? And like, yeah. yeah. And just he draw just, a topic. He just yeah. draws a division. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, That's at least also how got he got the name for super mini outlaw, late model, truck, bomber, ground bounders. Hopefully everybody had fun over of there. Of yesteryear. Yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed it over there, awesome. What you got next? Are you ready? Four seventeen. Oh, they ran too. Yes, they ran super, uh, super actual late models. I almost mm-hmm. said super many late models. They ran super lates, uh, scheduled for a hundred, but they did the twin fifties. Glad they didn't just run mediocre models. Yeah, right. Uh, super mediocre mini big time. Let me guess, Goddard one. No, no, they ran twin fifties. The first one was one from the pole by Michael Atwell. Shocker. And that was my second the guess. second race was won by Granger Pereira in the 13 car. That's a new name, right? All right. I recognize the car. I saw it online, but uh, they they had 13 cars, so I'll consider oh, that I a know good what draw. Car that was now. Now that you say it, is that purple and silver and green one? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Barney. So yeah, it does. Uh, so those were the two winners I over there. I saw Dave Pletcher in a picture somewhere. Was he there? Pletcher? The 77 no. car? Who was no. in the 77 car? 
Nobody? 77. Oh, no, that car was there. 77. Johnny. Not Pletcher's car. Johnny uh, Kiveman. The, uh, yeah, the car that Rich Clouser drove Clouser's a couple of times. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Michael Goddard was there, though. Seventh and he had a rough night. Seventh and tenth. Who else was there? Like Chase Lovelady. Uh, Grant Thormeyer. The Michael Myers car was there. Uh, Chad Rutherford. Dave Weaver. John Nutley. Keith Rogan. 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 I like Rogan better. Uh, Brian King. Eddie King. So the Kings. All right. So, I mean, a good field. Uh, I'd take 13 cars over at 417 on a weekly show. Okay. They ran pro trucks. They ran a 50-lapper for the pro trucks. Eight. They had eight trucks. And we had 10 for a 25. That Ashley Holmes Jack sponsorship's working. Uh, Granger Pereira, the winner, so he had a good night. Okay. Uh, Steve Dorvalik, second. Corey Bigley, Brandon Pletcher, Richard Levance, the top five. I thought Richard Levance was coming to New Smyrna. He is eventually. Eventually. But he went down there because he's closer. Uh, V8 Pure Stocks in action, 10 cars on the field. Logan Leonard, the winner over Logan Allen. Thunder Trucks. They had a good field of nine there. Skyler Knoll, the winner. And they ran, of course, everybody runs Crown Vicks every week now. Johnny Allen was your Crown Vic winner over Tom Body. So that's a look at what went on around the state. But Margo's got some stuff that uh, that happened elsewhere. What you got? So I have our quarter midget kids. Uh, some of them. Hang Is on, this a Dixie race or a? Well, um... I think it was Dixie, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, it was a Dixie. My go God, ahead. are you going to let me talk go or ahead. do you just want to talk over me? Here, I'll hand you the results. I can't read it. Go. All right. So they had Dixie Shootout Series stop number trace at Thank you. Metro Atlanta. So it was Dixie in Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and these are literally just some notable mentions for our guys. Notorable? I said notable. Okay. But you only notable? listen to half of the words. Like, whatever. Same shit, different word. All right. But, but is it actually the same, though? I'm okay, going to throw Go ahead with the Dixie results from Atlanta from our quarter midget kids. Uh, who got the win in what class? Heavy what World Four. <laughs> Heavy Deep Breath, winner of the first race. Heavy World Formula, P1, Kale Van Sickle. All right. And then these, I don't think anybody else won, but I'm still going to give you the results for our kids. Gavin Gardner. P3 in Formula Mod and Senior Honda. P4 and Light 160 and Light World Formula. All right. Paul Messick, P4 and Junior 160. Caden Ashton, fourth place in Heavy World and Heavy one, uh, Seventh in Heavy 160. Easton Gardner, fifth in Junior 160. Easty boy. Easty boy. Cole Lucas, P6 in Heavy 160. P7 in Heavy World. That's not bad for him there. I'm almost done. Faith Reap, P8 in Heavy World. Formula. Parker Merrill, P8 and Junior Animal. Corbin Merrill, P8, Light 160. Gabby Malone, P9, Light 160. And then other drivers that also also repre- represented New Smart Accord Midget Racing Association, Cayenne Sutton. So there's where Ed was. Ah, okay. Um, and then there's uh, Gavin went up to Millbridge and ran a box stock. Did he really? This weekend. Oh, that's cool. Braxton Bush won, which Man. means that Gavin did not. Or maybe Gavin did, and they ran in different divisions. I don't know. But, yeah, I just know he was up there. So, good job, Gabby boy. Interesting. I, I hear about Millbridge all the time. So, And then other notable mentions, not from quarter midgets, but my, my favorite Vermont race car driver. Basically non-nano-modifieds. 
Actual modifieds. No, dingus. My favorite Vermont race car driver. Oh. Todd Stone. Flipped. He flipped at, oh, what's it called? Mohawk. Oh, okay. He broke a tie rod and flipped at Mohawk on Friday. But that's fine. Because 24 hours later, 13 years after his last dirt points race, points counting dirt, dirt race feature win, he won at Devil's Bowl in his sportsman modified. Sportsman modified. So good job, Todd Stone. There's that. I had to. Every time I hear sportsman modified, I think of Ben Dodge. Because anytime he would read that we had the sportsman cars in action, he'd call them sportsman modified. <laughs> That's Love exactly it. where my mind yep. went. When anytime I, I hear it, I think of Ben saying that. Like, we don't run modified sportsman here, but thanks. So yeah, good job, Todd Stone. And then um, up to Riverhead. I'm going to do my best Ben Dodge voice. Doug Covey filling in for Jimmy Blewett. I hear Jimmy's daughter's doing much better, by yes, the way. Yes, she is. Jimmy's daughter was in the hospital this week. She did get to come home. That's good. But the, Tom Baldwin put Doug Kobe in the car, and it paid off. We're just going to call him the super sub. I heard that was like Baldwin's first win at Riverhead in like 25 Since years. 1992. Wow. Sorry, 91 was the last time Tom was in the car. 92 right. was but the Baldwin last one. Baldwin Motorsports, yeah. yeah. That's yep. pretty cool. And Doug Kobe, what, what a good feeling, hot shoe. Oh, Colby cheese. We're just going to call him the super sub. Sorry. Cheesinator. I'm dumb. Your jokes are cheesy. I know. So, Doug Kobe, Patrick Emmerling, Ron Silk, Dylan S- Slithko? Slipian? Oh, okay. And Slipian. Timmy, Timmy yeah, yeah. Salamito. Doug Kobe led like 170-something laps. There were three lead changes between two drivers. Well, so that gets a zero on our scorecard. Well. Up next, they are headed to the Granite State Derby. The USA. Lee. Yeah. Wow, it's almost like I was going to say that if you just shut up and let me talk. No, I just, I love that place. It's yes. a great track. At in Lee New USA Hampshire. Speedway, and I can In New Hampshire, right? I don't know where it's at. It's in Lee, New Hampshire. All right, cool, great, fabulous. You know that, I don't. And I can't wait because all of the, oh, Matt Hirschman. Babe, what? Granite State. You don't know what the Granite State is? I know that Vermont's the Green Mountain Anybody State. Anybody that watched Breaking Bad should know what Granite State is. All right, do they take it for granted? <laughs> Apparently you did. Sorry. <laughs> I, that wasn't in New Jersey. That was New Mexico. But Walter went to the Granite State, New Hampshire, when he escaped, when he got when he went to the vacuum cleaner guy. You don't remember? Didn't you just say it was in New Jersey? No. Not even close, honey. It's a whole state over in New Hampshire. Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, anyways, so I'm pretty excited for that because everybody who goes, oh, Matt Hirschman, so good, blah, blah, blah. He won't run I'm, the tour. He's running the mother heckin' tour race. Bitches. You realize the next Thunder Road race we watch on TV is Matt Hirschman's going to be in the tri-track race? I'm really pissed off that you're taking me to Thunder Road and they're not running the I'm taking you to see Brad Keselowski. Wow. Maybe if gas gets any more expensive, maybe not. But. Well, y'all sponsor the podcast. No, so they, I can go they, on they have been. It just money goes elsewhere. Like into food and stuff. You guys are helping feed us. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's around the state and up to New Jersey as well. But no, those well, modified. What, what else you got? That was New Hampshire. Oh yeah, New Hampshire. <laughs> of course, I did that on purpose, honey. Is that is that New Jersey? First thing Margo ever said when she came to my house, she saw my Vermont cutout and said, "Oh, is that New Jersey?" And I was like, "Oh yes, dear, sure, if you want it to be." Oh, uh, anyways. Wow. Oh, uh, boy. What? 
Man, there's a lot going on this weekend. Um, yeah. So, well, you know what's not going on cars. this weekend? What? Well, the the tire shortage has gotten another victim. Canceled Greenville Pickens. Oh, oh that wasn't weather. tire. That was weather. Sorry. But the Southern Super Series saw the weather forecast has canceled. Um, the weather forecast doesn't look good here in Florida either, but it's only Wednesday. Um, the Citrus County Speedway had to cancel because of tires. And remember, they went to... But that wait. What? I thought they went to American Racers. Right. They went to American Racers because of the Hoosier tire shortage, but now it's just a... It is a tire shortage, folks. And they have had to cancel. Uh, they'll be off a couple of weeks because their next event is a Night of Carnage event. So... Um, this is why I'm a big proponent of the one tire rule is way better than canceling races. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I mean, definitely. I mean, every track's got to, they got to do what they got to do. I'm not ripping on them, but, uh, definitely unfortunate. So they will not be racing. Uh, but I believe everybody else at this moment is still scheduled to race new Smyrna with the, with the prolates. Um, everybody else still in action. We'll see who gets to race. We'll see what the weather's going to do. One weather report says the African dust is supposed to move in. It'll be clear. The next weather report says tropical moisture coming up the state. Who the hell knows? It's that time of year after all. I'm kind of bummed that Southern Super Series had to cancel because I wanted to watch it just so I could hear them call it the Busy Beaver <laughs> Tree Service 100. Excuse me, what? Is that what it's supposed to be called? Yeah, it was supposed to be the Busy Beaver Tree Service 100. Oh. All right. Well, it is now. Greenville Pickens. Have you ever been there? Uh, apparently, that is a the dam's going to burst, and it'll be now the the drowning beaver. Already done. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that said, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors: American Auto, 124 <laughs> Welding and Fabrication, uh, Never Give Up, Andy Morrison. Uh, big thank you to Jesse's Repair Services and our newest sponsor, JWR Racing. Uh, appreciate everybody coming on Speedway board, video. supporting the show. Speedway video. We, we talk about Speedway video all the time. Well, I'm going to do it again. When you guys get to Victory Lane or wherever you are at the racetrack, show Tom some love. Blowing. Speedway video. Don't actually blow get your kisses. stickers. Margo's working on She's got stickers of every color. Every Including color the rainbow, like. if you want a rainbow. Yeah, if you want a rainbow sparkle um, Tom special. Um, <laughs> then you can get that. Uh, I've got a Princess Glitter Sparkles one coming for CJ. But no, I, it's it's great to see Speedway Video get the recognition he deserves. He's been he's been there year in and year out, and he's getting the appreciation now. So I love seeing that. Um, if you'd like to sponsor the show, five dollars an episode. Uh, remember, you can sponsor a certain class, so that when we talk about that class, uh, your name is attached to it. Like Ken Copley's done with the Emods and Jeffrey White Racing has done with the trucks. Uh, or you can just sponsor the podcast as a whole. $5 an episode. You can do one episode. You can do you can do what EJ does and just throw cash at us and make us figure out how many episodes he has left. Um, whatever suits you, we will take care of you. Um, of course, on next week's show, we'll talk whatever gets to race. We'll talk the All-Star Race at Texas. We'll talk about whatever Margo is able to find over in New Jersey or in Atlanta, I think is where the – it was Atlanta, right? Yeah, it was Atlanta. I didn't let you uh, talk. Quarter midgets run in Nashville this week. Nashville this week. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the last time? Like, aren't they getting kicked out of there? They race in a parking lot. Yeah, but I heard like they're getting kicked off the property because the owner like doesn't want to have anything to do with quarter midgets because I guess they have an out of touch owner. That's what Johnny was saying last week. Well, alrighty then. So that's a that's a that's a rough story. So, um, of course, we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, appreciate our guest Chris Rummel coming on board and talking to us and. Uh, don't forget our T-shirt slash koozie slash whatever you want giveaway at the beginning of the show that we talked about. So if you 
get a Speedway video sticker, post it on Instagram, Facebook, whatever gets the most likes. You could win a Speedway video t-shirt and a Racing with Ryan something that's not a t-shirt. There you go. You get a koozie. I made the call. Anyways. Guess I got to go order more koozies. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll definitely check in with you next week. Closing in on 50 episodes. I got something uh, special that I'm going to try to do as a bonus episode for the Is 50th episode. Be He's getting there. He's getting there. Remember, <laughs> I- I'm thinking about doing something fun. We'll talk about it next week. Um, so until next week, everyone take care. Get out. Support your local short tracks. Enjoy some great racing action. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.